Ashley on Bad Radio. This is amazing. Santa Claus brought us a victory. This is amazing. 3-0 three, three in the NFC East on the road in December. Incredible. I love the Eagles. This is amazing. It's incredible. Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. Merry Christmas, Eagles. Yes. We want to tell you the stuff we're not good at. Our weaknesses. So we're clear up front. Okay. We're not generally comfortable in an office setting, I would say. I get cooped up. I won't go into an office that's ever been used before. I am no good before 11 a.m. I also get headaches from computers, so I can't be around them for too long. I take stuff. I need to have someone go up and down with me in the elevator. I have a weakness for sweets. Other weaknesses? We're slow learners, and we're not particularly good listeners. That'll be uh, that'll be a huge problem. We're also slow learners. Wouldn't that be the most nervous to walk that up to get in, sold out to get an autograph font from? I mean, you really you're you're an autograph seeker and you see Hitler. So what? You out. see Hitler Excuse at dinner? Me, are you, are you running up with a, with a napkin or something? Or or like at Applebee's? Sign my yeah. boobs? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Aren't you nervous? Sorry, sorry, Applebee's. Uh, he's at some unnamed restaurant. Yeah. At happy hour. He's enjoying some pancakes. Yeah, I think that's Hitler. You ask him. You want to take a picture? Grab your mind, come. No one says, no one whispers, I think that Hitler was pretty, uh, he's wearing a freaking Nazi armband and a mustache. Like, you're not whispering, it might be Hitler. At a happy hour? (laughs) And he's at happy hour. $2 Rita. (laughs) Man, your birthday is coming up. Isn't Hitler fun? Thanks, Hitler. Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I think it's time for a never-ending party! I love football on TV. Shots of Gina Lee hanging with my friends and twins. Right about now, Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket presents the Bad Radio Weekly Wrap-Up Podcast. This week, Corona living in teens. Today in Twitter. And I want to know where the gold's at. Also, hashtag he's on my note, Julie Dabbs, Engineer Blake, R.I.P. Bob, and R.I.P. Donnie Dew. And now two guys that have been social distancing from their wives for years. hey It's Jake Kemp and Dan McDowell. it Let's go So grown. So huge. Get out of here. Out of control here, Bill. I don't want audio. Football, football. Football great? Man, I love football so much. You want the ultimate. You gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. No idea what to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
What is up, P1s, and welcome to another episode of the Bad Radio Weekly Wrap-Up Podcast, covering the week of March 20th. Hope you are having a fun quarantine time. We have a fun little podcast for you this week, P1s. We have some NFL news, some football talk, and then we're going to get away from the sports, because I know you're, I guess you do miss the sports. We don't have a lot of sports, but we have some Corona living in teens talk. We have today in Twitter. We have some slowdown audio with some funny audio with Mike Soroy. Julie wins an e-break, and we replay the 15 for 15, the Alabama Leprechaun. We start things off with some NFL news. NFL, oh, I miss you so. NFL, when you left, there was a hole in my soul. Now it is whole until. Super Bowl. Oh, that's it. <laughs> well, until the Super Bowl. <laughs> Who's that? Manny Pacquiao. Nice. I've never needed that more than right now, Dan. Text join to 22126 to receive breaking sports news first and big name guest alerts guaranteed on your phone. Join. And uh, the copy here spells that out. Do I really need to do that? <laughs> do we think so little of the P1? Uh, text JOIN to 22126. All right, our new producer, Blake, is not here yet. He's running across the street to move his car and move it back, and uh, then he will sprint back into the studio and tell, oh, us, made it. tell us what to do. Uh, how's he look? It's not too winded. Perspiring. Actually, kind of really... Red. If you ask me for a guy day two on his job, a little, pretty, pretty little, little casually, just slowly <laughs> ambering, you know, ambling back onto, uh, slowly putting on the headphones and turn on the mic. There's didn't make it. Oh no! You had to pay. No, so left my wallet in here, not expecting to pay. So I had to do the old. Uh, let's uh, put it in reverse. <laughs> Repark this thing. Put it in reverse, Terry. Yeah. What's it going to cost you just for a few minutes? I don't know. Get going. Run. No, it won't matter. He's already into the... He's going to have to pay for a full hour or two yeah. at this point. They don't do it prorated by the minute. <laughs> I wish. He's got some time on his hands now. All right. I'll get you, Blake. I'll Venmo you. Um, all right. NFL is blowing up. Like every... Se- last night... As I bet you do, you know, we prep the show a little bit and you think, okay, what's, ooh, the biggest story is going to be this. The biggest story, and I can't even tell. I guess the biggest story has to be that the Cowboys have locked in Amari. But before that, I think Byron Jones broke before that. And I guess that shouldn't be considered the biggest story because we all had him out the door anyway. However, I don't know if we thought he would be the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. Isn't that what he is now? He is, at least for the short term. You know, I thought he'd be in that top three or four because most of the league sees him as pretty good, and it's a pretty good player at one of the premium positions who, you know, he's still relatively young, and 
anybody who fits those three traits right now, I think, is probably in this free agent market, in this economy, Dan, is going to end up either the highest, the second, or the third highest paid player at their position. Remember how he got a couple years? So he was drafted as a safety, right? Yes, kind of went back and forth. And, and really, man, I think if you look at the the five-year run he had here, certainly they got value out of him, but the whole thing feels really botched now, doesn't it? That you screwed around with a guy that you had him at safety and then he was sort of a, <coughs> a, a jack-of-all-trades secondary player. Remember, he would lo- try to lock up Gronk. He was kind of their tight end guy for a little while. And then he finally settles in at corner in year four. And two years later, he's the highest paid cornerback in the league. So you use a first round pick on a guy. Typically, if he's not back for year five or year six, it's because he's washed out of the league and is now thought of a backup. Not a guy you've spent a first round pick on had only here for one contract. And then he's valued by at least somebody to be the highest paid player at his position for now, ever. That's a bit confounding to me as a fan of this team that saw their defense be average at best last year. And I I can't tell you how frustrating the whole interception thing gets to me. Because he didn't have any interceptions, so how good is he? We have better ways to measure that now. He doesn't get thrown at. He doesn't give up much of a passer rating when he is thrown at. He doesn't give up yards, and he's typically doing it against the other team's best player. No, I think losing him sucks, but I don't want to get ahead of myself But uh, because I want to get to Robert Quinn, too. Their defense is going to take a huge, huge hit this year, and I'm not sure what to think about that, but uh, I wanted to say, though, Byron Jones, I remember when he went with the move to cornerback, to me it was much like Michael Young, all the good pub he got for uh, moving from, I'll move from second base to shortstop. Like, I'll go to the most important position that gets paid higher. Uh, I'm, I'm just that good of a guy. And that's the way Byron Jones kind of couched it at his first when they were asking him to move to corner. Okay, I'll do the, you know... Where the top, you know, the top free agent safety is not getting top free agent corner money, and it was an awesome move for him financially. It worked for the Cowboys short term as far as a, a player, but so now we go on to uh, other news with the Cowboys. So certainly they kept Amari, and is he now the highest paid wide receiver in football? Well, Julio's per annual uh, salary will still be a little bit higher. Julio is at twenty two. And uh, Amari five for hundred. <clears throat> I don't know. That, I don't know that we know the per year yet, but it's twenty a year, and it's a it's a sixty million dollars guaranteed. So one way you can think about it is a three year deal for sixty million. And it is important to remember just how insanely young Amari Cooper is for a player who has played as much as he's still only twenty five. That's you know he came out. That's what's so awesome. young. Well, that's why we were like you have to keep him. You have to keep Amari, you have to keep Dak, you have to keep Zeke. Well, we didn't say you have to keep Zeke, but it's Zeke's, Zeke's, Zeke's people were brilliant in seeing the uh, the way the, the wind is blowing in the NFL and the way the wind would blow within the Cowboys as far as how much money they have to spend on who. And he did that. He worked the system absolutely perfectly. 
He's been restructured a little bit, by the way. Zeke has. You've seen that news. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Lyle Collins, who we're going to probably spend a lot of time somewhat, you know, ripping some of these way the Cowboys have pieced this puzzle together. They do deserve credit for getting that Lyle deal done way before they needed to. Did Throatzilla tweet out today? Every time, every time he has money shifts, uh, she wants a piece of it. (laughs) Um, She just wants her money back. We'll get it to her one day. What's owed to her? They did the same thing with Jalen last year. That one doesn't look quite as promising right now as the Lyle one did because Lyle might have been a top 10 offensive lineman last year. But so, yeah, they've already had to move a little bit of that money around. Um, I General take on the Amari deal is I like it, and it's kind of exactly what I thought he was going to get right around the time that they traded for him, or at least once that half season played out. Because since he's been in a Cowboy uniform through that stretch of time, He's number one in the NFL in receiving touchdowns and fifth in yards. Now, there's been some curious situations. Uh, some people will point to his home road splits, and they're dramatic. But I think I tend to just chalk that up to the randomness of the NFL's. It's a small sample because I'm not sure. It's not. He's not a pitcher. Was it or the, a hitter. I've just never the, heard of Is that a more of an indictment of the coaching staff that their game plan changes significantly when they're on the road? If anything, I would think you'd have to you'd have to say that. But it's just I've never heard of a receiver who had an issue like I could easily see that flipping or leveling out next year, and I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. His injuries, if we're gonna be Debbie Downer Dallas Cowboy edition, that's a little concerning to me. He's been very productive, but But you're not signing a thirty year old wide receiver. That's true. It's not, you know, Dez, whenever Dez at he the time, kind of started yeah. to show some, some, some cracks. Uh, and then we all go back to that fourth down play against the Eagles in a win-and-get-in scenario. Somehow, whether it was miscommunication or he's injured or he was winded from running a route on the play before, not having that guy on the field for a fourth down in that situation is absolutely unacceptable from every level and all I'm left to chalk it up to is we're washing the slate clean because we have a new administration because if we continue Debbie Downer Dallas Cowboy edition it's kind of shocking to me that a guy just got paid as the highest paid cornerback in the league by another team you have now the second highest paid wide receiver on this team Robert Quinn who we'll talk about more in a second just got five years 70 million from another team and your quarterback is expected to set the market for his position when he signs his long-term deal. And yet, they really flamed out down the stretch there. So if all these guys are so talented that they're worth these contracts, and for the most part, I think they are, what does it say about their preparation level and the coaching that they turned in an effort like that with largely a healthy team? Well, it's not, and it's not like they were 11-5 and five and... Uh... A bad beat or something got him on the um, barely missed field goal in the NFC Championship game. They didn't make the playoffs in the worst division in football. They were, that's, so it's not like they were really close though, Jake. That's, sure. that's what's really head scratching, right? The, the, you know, we're, we kind of have this weird thing in our head like, ah, they were pretty close though. They were, they were, they were close to making the playoffs. But they were like 500, you know, it was just a terrible, terrible season. 
That's what I can't wrap my head around. How was this team that bad? Because they were simply just bad. Especially once they started 6-4 and four and then lost four out of their next five, including a nine-point effort against the Patriots, a 15-point effort against the Bills, a nine-point effort in a win-and-in type game against the Eagles, and 24 against the Bears, okay, but still, and they the basically had one to be, good game. Yes. Yeah, the offense is supposed to be their thing. Your whole cap is tied up there. And so it does give me slight pause that they have three guys who are now about to be the high. And look, let's add in Zeke. You got the highest paid running back or one of. And that's why I thought, yeah. And so are we all just kind of, I feel like this puts a ton of pressure on Mike McCarthy and his staff to prove to us that the talent that is now being matched by money, not only by Dallas, but by other teams in the league, really was actually pretty good. That, again, seems like a major indictment of Jason Garrett and his staff last year. As we revisit all this stuff, don't you think... How did it take them so long to say goodbye to Garrett? Like, how was that not (laughs) the second the season ended? Like, that was so underwhelming of a performance this year. Well, they seemingly still got the coach they wanted. So maybe it didn't end up uh, costing them. It really is just more public. The The message they're sending is, oh, no, no, all these guys you had, they're worth being the highest paid players their position. You just S'd the bed and lost four out of five and allowing a a team in the Eagles to win the division uh, with a poor season of their own. So let's keep this going next. Talk a little bit of Cowboys and it's actually happening. He's actually on the move next. All right, Bad Radio Plus here with Dan and Jake. We have thankfully tons of NFL and Cowboys news to talk about and we all don't really know how this is all going to shake out over the next few months as far as public gatherings and holding actual sporting events, but man, I I might put forth the idea to you, Dan, as hyperbole man, that if the NFL can start on time, maybe that means camps are closed or some such, but if the NFL starts week one when it's supposed to, might be the most highly anticipated sports season in a long, long time. You think you get excited and ready for the NFL to start by about May or June usually? Well, imagine if you haven't really watched any sports. And then imagine... Well, and that might be a lot of people. That might, be, that might happen for a lot of people. And then imagine if, uh, in addition to that, you had... Let's just start with a low-level thing like the intrigue of the Cowboys finally having a new head coach. I don't even really remember what this feels like. It's been so long. But then let's add in just all the player movement. And the fact that Tom Brady will be wearing a different uniform next season. I don't remember if you made any sort of proclamations uh, as, well, this is probably all just smoke over the last few months. But no matter how much I heard about it, I was still kind of shocked when I woke up this morning and saw Brady announcing that he's moving on. And I think Robert Kraft, maybe even Belichick has a statement. Yeah, so they're kind of acknowledging it because even when I first saw the Brady thing I thought could be more Brady drama you know he he loves the social media drama because now if he went back to the Patriots it would be like oh he's come back home but he never actually left so that's quite shocking do you think there's a chance he just ends up retiring I do I do now we're getting 
you know, these sort of haphazard reports from the likes of like Colin Cowherd and stuff who just said on his show that, you know, he's going to he's going to uh, Tampa Bay and we've pretty much narrowed it down to the Bucks and Chargers, it seems, right? Since Phillip Rivers is in Indianapolis, uh, and we kind of always thought that somewhere on the West Coast might be his play, but my hope is that he ends up, yeah, with another AFC team and plays a couple more years. I don't think he has a ton left in the tank, but just from an intrigue standpoint, that's something I'd like to see. Now, what's it almost has to be the Chargers, just because no one cares about the Chargers, and they're in that new stadium, and they just need something. They need some juice from you guys. <laughs> so, I would feel as far as teams that would throw a ton of money at a forty-two-year-old guy, wouldn't the Chargers say? One year, $45 million, you're worth it? They'd make it back in ticket sales alone, right? And then some? Especially, yeah, the new stadium. Probably to get in, you have to buy a three-year PSL and all that kind of stuff that you had to do to get into the Cowboys stadium. Because they are an after. First of all, the Rams are an afterthought in L.A., let alone the second NFL team that's going to be there. So that would be my bet now. But I think my original proclamation was he'll be a Patriot. And I wonder if it was talks with Belichick or something that, because Belichick is a guy who, if anybody would just cut ties with someone who has done so much for you, it would be Belichick. Boy, but this ain't lawyer Malloy though, right? (laughs) This is a whole other level of testing how little the idea of, quote, loyalty matters to you. I wonder if it means something to Belichick to say, look how I won without Brady. Because a lot of the Belichick lore has been, eh, okay. I'm not a lot, but some have, you know, intimated, uh, okay. Of course, if you draft Brady, you're going to, you know, go to a lot of Super Bowls. He certainly seems like the type of psychopath, <clears throat> football psychopath, that would readily embrace the challenge of seeing if he can rebuild the premier franchise in American sports without its premier entity and quarterback and see if he can try to still win some, find the next Brady. What do they got now? Uh, Stidham, right? Is that it? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, Stephenville, once Texas Tech commit, who ended up at Baylor, who ended up at West Virginia? No, not Auburn. Auburn, yeah. I mean, they went 11-5, and or was it 11-5 and with Matt Castle? Once upon a time, yes. So clearly he can win games. They didn't make the playoffs that year because of apparently highly competitive AFC. They would have next year. <laughs> uh, they would have under the new format, yeah. But so who knows at this point, you still have Cam Newton out there being shopped. Um, Jameis is a free agent, right? Do they make some sort of crazy play in the draft to try to move up? Package a ton of picks together because they want to make some sort of a push for Tua that would fly all the way in the face of the way they've done things forever of yeah. moving back and amassing draft capital. But it's it's just going to be fascinating to see how they work through this. They can't be serious about starting Jared Stidham right now. Can I go elsewhere to the NFC or AFC East? For sure. So the team that signs Byron Jones. Let me take a look at. There's so much news, and 
got the new Slack and all that, Blake, and just trying to find all this news where, where we're keeping it all. By the way, Dan, the team that signed Byron Jones uh, now not only has the highest paid cornerback in the league, but the second highest paid cornerback in the league. The two highest paid corners in the league was Xavier Howard in Miami. So the Cowboys, on one hand, and who knows, we'll see who's right, they've decided, eh, we'll kind of roll into the year with Jordan Lewis and maybe we bring back Anthony Brown and draft somebody. The Dolphins... They went the other direction and said, we'd like to have the two highest paid corners in the league because that's what we value. So they've just they've just gone nuts in free agency. Uh, they signed Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, Eric Flowers. All defensive players. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Eric Flowers is an offensive lineman. But, like, do they think they're going for it now? Well, and you could add Chase Young to that at number two and just have a... Really great defense. Are they insane? Did did beating the Patriots in Week 16 last year put this wind in their offseason sales? Like, man, we could do this now. Well, who's their quarterback? Isn't it uh, Fitzmagic? Yes, but... They still have Rosen. Oh, yeah. I don't know that you can really believe in pushing all the chips to the middle of the table and making a run. Doesn't it look like they are? Yes, it definitely does. But, and I suppose their thing is they didn't have players on their roster they wanted to spend a lot of money on, like the Cowboys believed that they did. That's why the Cowboys are not players in free agency. Is there any sort of, they think that they can land Brady? You know, we're looking at Fitzpatrick and Rosen and saying, okay, they have guys, whereas some of these other teams don't really have anybody. So take your talents to South Beach. Exactly. And sign up with this... Not loaded, but on its way to becoming squint and see it as loaded roster. Can you imagine Brady playing the Patriots twice a year? Yes, I can, and I am salivating. (laughs) And it would be amazing. I just need those teams. I need Brady and Belichick to square off a handful of times before this is all said and done. But Brady Brady wants a giant pile of money, right? Do the Dolphins even have that anymore? Everything's moving so fast, that I don't even know. Because I feel like the Chargers do. Yeah. The Cowboys actually, at least as of a few days ago, had like $70 million under the cap. Had a lot of guys to sign. But I think that's why they feel comfortable moving forward with Dak under the franchise tag. And if you want to talk Dak, like... What would their point... It feels like Dak's agency has... Absolutely every duck in a row on how this whole thing is shaking out as far as the new CBA is concerned. And they are not taking one cent less than they are going to have to. So our update on that is, and it's something that we kind of uh, discussed a little bit last week of what a a DAC deal might look like, uh, as reported, I believe, by Chris Mortensen um, late last night, which is that CAA, DAX agents, do not want a five-year extension. They want four, which puts him back on the market within a couple years of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson's deals being signed and the NFL's new TV deals being finalized and agreed to. And if right. that flies Like you said, 10-year deals aren't good, right? which is what the union agreed to. 
Especially now, yeah. And that, that flies in the face of the way the Cowboys have done things, which is they want the longest deal possible. Backload. Backload. Give them a little bit of flexibility up front. You know, you look at all those deals. Well, agents signed. are figuring out the NFL's scam. <laughs> That's what it feels like, doesn't it? Yeah. And they're taking advantage where they can. So if you have a certain player that you can take advantage with, you're going to. The other guys will be under their oppressive thumb and have to sign for this or that. It's... Look, when he signed on with CAA, you knew he wasn't messing around. There is no hometown deal. Okay, thinking of a lot of different things. So speaking of hometown deals, I saw somebody say this on Twitter, and it got me thinking. So is this a Cowboys media thing where they put out their, they put out their spin on all these signings? Mm-hmm. And when they sign Amari, it is, ah, he could have gotten much more elsewhere Signed with the Cowboys because he wants to be a Cowboy. Have you heard the report that the Redskins were offering him $120 million? I've seen 110 but, but Something the, in the $22 million a year range that would have put him right there with Julio as the highest. But, the, but he wanted to be a Cowboy. He wants to win now. He's a team player. He's going to be a Dallas Cowboy. But if they lose a player, it's uh, he was offered way more than we would ever be comfortable uh, talking about. So Byron Jones... Um, Thank you for your service, or Robert Quinn. You know, it's it's always couched as those two things. Either it was just too silly. No, only dumb teams would pay that kind of money. But if they do sign him, it's ah, because uh, they they're they're good team players. You want to be a cowboy? They could have made more elsewhere, but they wanted to be here. Like, is that like a message we're sending to all current Dallas Cowboys as well, or just the fan base? Well, it's a Cowboys spin for sure. This isn't something the players are putting out. The only thing I would say to that is that Dak has, no, excuse me, Amari has said a number of times over the last couple months how much he wanted to be a Cowboy. Now, what are you going to say? But I always thought that was a slight la- lo- loss of leverage for him by putting that out there. So do we look at the state income tax and say maybe that is an area where the money's actually the same because it was only $10 million more over five years with Washington? Or do you simply look at it and say, whatever you think of Dak Prescott, at least you know who the quarterback of the Cowboys is going to be next year. Washington has no idea. Yeah. Are they drafting one? Do they want to stay with Haskins? Are they moving Haskins? And we don't know the guaranteed money or backloading and all that because Washington certainly was at least saying we were offering Kirk Cousins this one deal, but Kirk Cousins' agent was like, look, it's not that. You know, they're they're giving you an inflated number, but here's what it really would have been. And, you I, know. and The difference is so small that I kind of buy all of it. He wanted to be here. If the Redskins, He wanted to be here, but if the Redskins had said, how about $140 million, $40 million more than what they're giving, does he then still want to be here? Does he want to be here $40 million less or $10 million less? And right. if the Redskins had a clue what they were doing right now, would would that close the gap a little bit? Regardless of what you think of the Cowboys right now offensively, they were pretty damn good last year. It stands to reason that if he comes back, he'll still be on a pretty good offense with a state with no income tax, and it's only $10 million less. So it's kind of spin, but I also kind of buy it. And how happy is Dak? Because oh. if he plays on the franchise tag and balls out... I mean, his deal just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it's been that way since last year. So let's uh, talk a little bit more about what the Cowboys have lost. Uh, Robert Quinn, 
gone. Byron Jones, as we covered, gone. But also, Randall Cobb is out the door. And then we have some other movement on the quarterback market. Randall Cobb is gone? Randall Cobb is gone. Whoa, when that did that happen? That is a three-year, $27 million deal for the Texans, which I would have not wanted any part in, but good for Randall. Uh, so we'll keep talking NFL next on The Ticket. Okay, so Randall Cobb went to the Texans? Yeah, and that's a that's a healthy deal right there for Randall Cobb, which really kind of makes it look like Dallas had some... That's a pretty good deal for Dallas last year to get him on one year, $5 million. And what did he get for the Texans? Uh, what's it, like three for 27, as John Machota from The Athletic says. The deals for Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, and Randall Cobb weren't all that difficult of decisions to make for the Cowboys. They were not ever paying those, or they weren't paying those contracts. The three have combined to get 13 years, $179.5 million. And yes, Robert Quinn right out the door. So there goes... Does uh, this increase the chances that Dez is a Cowboy? Uh, I know that you're, you want that badly. I would, I think probably not because the draft people will tell you that this draft is just so stacked at the receiver position. So even if you're not looking to get one in the first round, there's so many first round or three on one tier for sure that it might push other guys down. And maybe you're looking for your next Michael Gallup, especially given that you now have several other positions of need on defense. Well, I was going to say they're going to spend that draft on defense and I'm going to guarantee that Des Bryant is at training camp as a cow but not as like a NFL network correspondent right okay I'm okay. positive the NFL network will not sign him write this down I'm going to guarantee Boy. he gets a shot with the Cowboys and I'm going to go 90% that he's on the Cowboys when the season starts man wow it's aggressive I mean, they don't. He doesn't have a, a ton of guys to beat out right now. That's. I'm just saying they're not going to focus on. They're not going to do anything for wide receiver in the draft. They're going to say Gallup's a baller. We we spent a bunch of money on uh, on Amari Cooper. Look over here. Look at the guy, hat in hand, contrite, ready to come back to the fold where he belongs. He deleted the snake emoji from his phone so that he can't ever call people a snake on Twitter. Des Bryant is going to be on the Cowboys. I want to look at this. Real real so, quick, one guy you're forgetting. All right. Uh, let's keep in mind that one of the things we were frustrated about last year is how underutilized Tony Pollard was. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean one way or the other what they do at wide receiver three, but just keep in mind, it's clear they want Blake Jarwin to be a bigger part of the plan if they're willing to extend him for three years. And I've heard McCarthy say he wants to get two backs on the field a little bit more. Pollard is right there, man. That's a guy with juice on a very slow team. So maybe they he played a little bit of receiver in college. Maybe they think of him as a guy that can kind of be a catch-all for a lot of these positions. And, and whether Dez is here or not, if they don't go and draft a guy you feel great about in, in this year's draft in the first few rounds, Tony Pollard is right there. I think Witten might be gone. I think you might be right. Because I don't think Witten wants to take a... 12 snaps a game. A severely reduced role. I think he would accept a reduced role, but I think they're telling him, look, you'll make very little and you'll be very used very little, but certainly we'd love to have you and you're welcome to talk about any coaching openings in the future, but I I don't think McCarthy's going to have Witten, and I think the wind is blowing that way, but I really am feeling good about Dez right now. Um, Okay, so yesterday at this time... You were laughing about DeAndre Hopkins and the silly Texans and 
clearly their plan is to somewhat replace some of the sting of losing him with spending a bunch of money on Randall Cobb. Don't know if that's going to really work out. But a big thing happening uh, yesterday after Stefan Diggs got traded. So did you see that? Kind of made Bill O'Brien somehow look dumber. Right. Stefan Diggs, <laughs> wide receiver for the Vikings, and a seventh. So basically, you don't really count a seventh as being much, do you? No. Uh, to the Bills for a first, a fifth, a sixth, and a fourth. Instead of DeAndre Hopkins going for a... A second and a running back on a bad contract. <laughs> With an injury-prone running back on a bad contract. Yeah. Like, so then somebody was listing, an NFL update was listing, wide receivers recently traded away for a first-round pick include Percy Harvin, Roy Williams. That's a while ago. So I don't know how recently this list is. If it lists also Joey Galloway, Keyshawn Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks again, Amari Cooper, now we're getting more recent, Odell Beckham, Randy Moss, and uh, now Stefan Diggs, but DeAndre Hopkins, who you can argue is as good or better than many of those receivers at at the time they were traded. DeAndre Hopkins has been a three-time first-team All-Pro player. Stefan Diggs has never done that. Not Pro Bowl. Not Pro Bowl. Which everybody makes. All-Pro. Two receivers make that, right? That's uh, that's a tough one for for the Texans. The Astros are just continuing to rub their hands together every day, sports or sports news or otherwise, that we get further away from from them. Amazing. Uh, a couple more to throw at you here. Drew Brees signs a two-year, fifty million dollar deal. That would be considered extremely team, uh, team friendly at this point. Well, and that's wise. He couldn't think of walking. New system, all that kind of stuff. That he's the place where he belongs. Yeah, you would have to think he'd sign a two-year, $40 million deal just to stay there. Yeah, but, I, but I, it, I just, just wonder, the optics look weird when Ryan Tannehill signs for 30. Yeah, it makes you think. I, I just wonder if, if, if Breeze could have put the screws to the Saints a little bit more, which he's kind of done in the past. Yeah. And at this point, uh, he was not willing to do he's that. He's in it now to win something big before he rides off into the sunset. Right, he turned 41 in January and... Anybody who watched a few games of the Patriots and Saints last year knows that he's got infinite, infinitely more left in the tank than uh, than Tom Brady does. So we didn't spend much time on Quinn. Does that one bother you? It bothers me a great deal because I thought at least if they're losing Byron Jones, okay, at least their thought is uh, in line with my thought and that I need a ferocious pass rush. I'd rather spend my money there and ensure that than spend my money on shutdown corners because even shutdown corners can get beat if quarterbacks, even average quarterbacks, have all day to throw. We've we've only seen one thing that really hurts quarterbacks, these great quarterbacks, and that is if there's somebody in their face all the time, all day long. Aaron Rodgers, no matter who you are, if you are hurried, if you're out of your rhythm, that's the way to beat these guys. Not on, not great coverage. And so I thought, okay, well, at least they're going to focus on Robert Quinn here. Apparently not. What did he go for? And went to the Bears? Five years, $70 million with $30 million guaranteed. 
The Cowboys initially last year gave up a sixth-round pick to Miami. I feel Miami. like the Cowboys could have been in on that. I don't see why they wouldn't have been, but apparently they were not. That does not sound like the eye-popping contract that... That 11 and a half sacks will get you? Yeah, that they might even say, ah, we just can't play that game, where you would you would kind of nod and go, yeah, okay. So what you're going to start hearing about now... Well, that sucks. ...is how they like the potential of Dorrance Armstrong... The guy they picked a couple years ago who hasn't given him a whole lot. And get ready for the drum beat of, well, I mean, I guess if they're not going to test Randy Gregory, <laughs> who knows what sort of shape he's in. And a guy that I think we all kind of felt sympathetic for because he had clearly issues that were more than just he liked getting high. Yeah. Um, but the rules. But he also liked the getting high. Uh, but maybe those have changed a little bit. But, man, it is going to be a, a hope and a prayer because you can't expect that you're going to, even at 17, draft somebody that is going to step in and get you a ton of sacks. Even if it's Ken Law from the tackle position, who he falls to you. You're you're going to be piecemealing this thing together. And I'll tell you the same thing that I said the day they signed Ezekiel Elliott, which was you've you've drafted pretty well up to that point, but... Some of these misses on defensive players, are go- they're going to start coming home to roost. And the fact that you went with Taco over TJ Watt, it mm. happens. Everybody misses on picks, but that was one that we all said, this guy did nothing in college. He tested poorly. That hurts What big. are you seeing? Okay, well, let's run it back and spend a second-round pick on Tristan Hill, who had a fairly similar profile, a uh, different position, but then Taco Charlton of not all that productive of a player, not really sure he wants it. Doesn't test all that well from what I remember. And now he's falling asleep in meetings and can't get on the field for a bad defense. And he's probably not going to make the team in his second year. The only reason he would make it is if they somehow feel like they need to move on from Tyrone Crawford's money or Malik is gone, which is certainly possible. But if he makes a team, it won't be because he deserves to be on a a, a roster that's competitive. So you you start compounding some of those misses. I wouldn't say LVE was a miss by any means, but the future is very murky on what he looks like uh, going forward. And if you're going to dump a Brinks truck full of cash onto your offense every single time one of them comes up, and oh, by the way, in the case of Amari and Dak, way after you knew you needed to sign them, thereby every day, as you said earlier, the money gets higher, you have got to be rock solid in nailing those defensive picks. So who on the offense is overpaid? You would say their tight end. We don't know yet. Well, but, I guess. But but probably so, but yes. You just say it brings truck. I, I'm just thinking of their left tackle, their center, their right tackle, although I guess you got them at a pretty good deal, but still making a big deal. Uh, right guard, uh, tight end. I would not say that Zach Martin or Lyle over are overpaid, but but they're highly, highly paid amongst super highly paid. Yeah, their, their peers. So right. sometimes you have to just cut a little here if you're going to pay more over here. Has there ever been? I, I feel like there's never been a whirlwind period like this in the NFL as far as trades, huge signings, like. And big names. Am I wrong? No. And I, again, man, I think it goes back to the idea. Quarterbacks like Cam and you don't know where quarterbacks are going to be. It goes back to the idea that nobody could really do a deal until we knew what the CBA looked like. 
because of things like if you're going into the last year of a, a collective bargaining agreement, there's limitations on how much salaries can increase year to year that are signed, 30%, which so, would have been a bad deal for Dallas because they want to put as much of everybody's money later if they can. So you knew that it was going to just be an avalanche as soon as that thing was passed. I would go back to the fact that you and I were sitting there on the stage at Ticketstock and all of a sudden we're hearing Adam Sheffer saying, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, there's going to be a 17th game. This I'm, It's going to be voted on the next couple of weeks. I was like, where did that come from? I don't even remember us really talking about that at the end of the of last season. And then all of a sudden it's just bang, 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 bang. And hundreds of millions of dollars are spent. All right, we'll get back to this. It's insane. Bad radio talk some football. There was at least a brief moment yesterday where I started to think about you, Dan, because you're kind of let's not talk about it until it's official or done guy sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. And there was an uncomfortable amount of hang time in between the time that it was reported that Tom Brady was signing with the Bucks, and that it was anything was announced by him or anything was signed. It just started to feel like was he? Well, wasn't there a two day thing? Yeah, but I mean, like a the rest of the you weren't player, actually allowed to sign. But the rest of like the players would comment on it. Oh, but he didn't like tweet out a and he does that all the time. Pirate hat or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I mean, he eventually did put out a statement on Instagram once he was officially signed. Did he have to officially like do a physical and all that? I actually read something like that. Like they were waiting for the announce, and I thought, you know, who would be more physically fit than Tom Brady? Or could you imagine if it if they came out and said, "Well, we're gonna not sign him now because of the physical"? Uh, would he be there? Let's see. It I ex- could be wrong. No, no. I think it. Uh, yeah. So I think it took two days, and that might have been that he's just. They were being super precautious. So two days the, past the official date when he could have actually signed. Yeah, and I think both those days he was taking the physical, so maybe they were, he was worried about have it being around too many people. I don't know. But the thing that's really interesting to me is the contract. So it has a maximum of $59 million over two years. 25 of it each year is guaranteed. So if there's no incentives earned, it'll be a two-year, $50 million contract, fully guaranteed. The incentives, he can get up to two and a quarter each year for top five passer rating, TDs, yards, completion percentage, and yards per pass. Uh, up to two and a quarter each year for playoffs, playoffs plus playtime, or Super Bowl plus uh, playtime, which, to take a quick time out here, it absolutely drives me insane that things that we know to be as flawed as passer rating are still what the agents for the best football players of all time in this the year of our football lord 2020 throw in contracts. I mean, we've we've been through this, right? That guys who pile up a ton of garbage yards can be uh <laughs> can end up at the top of passer rating lists. Yeah. And but they, there's often things in contracts that you would say don't necessarily mean you're winning games, right? Well, in baseball, I mean, it like makes sense because it's more of an individual kind of, sport. Yeah. In football, we do have numbers now that can sort of figure out, especially at the quarterback position, how much you're actually contributing to a win. And I don't think passer rating does it. It's a horrible stat. It's extremely misleading. 
and yet here we are. I mean, do you, do you know who led? Let's see. I'm going to try to pull this up here. Um, oh, well, screw me. While you pull that up, can I give you a free agent signing? Yeah, sure. Melvin Gordon has agreed to terms with the Denver Broncos. Hmm. What kind of numbers do you know? $16 million deal over two years. 13 and a half guaranteed. Do we know what the Gurley deal was? I haven't seen that. Because Gurley signed with the Falcons. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Rams. Um, He got released, so he's... Oh, yeah, I guess he's still owed some money, but it won't... Yeah, but he still has to sign a new contract. Yeah. He wouldn't just get picked up for the same contract. He's going to make a ton of money next year. Just because he's still getting paid? Exactly. Uh, like, let's see a good example of this last year. Do you know? Would you like to know who? Uh, Why would Denver do that? Kirk Cousins, for example, good. Does Denver have any idea what they're great. doing? No, they definitely don't. By the way, but all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Back to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins with- posted a top five for qualified uh, qualified passer rating last year. Like the list for guys who played a lot: number one, Ryan Tannehill; number two, Drew Brees; number three, Lamar Jackson; number four, Kirk Cousins. Number five, Russ Wilson. Number six, Matthew Stafford. Seven, Mahomes. Eight, Garoppolo. So what I'm saying is Mahomes is seventh. Ryan Tannehill's first. Okay, who would you Kirk rather Cousins have? Cousins is third. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's crazy to me. But I think there's a real it, What's the best number for you? Isn't it 158.3? No, I mean, what's the best stat? Oh, I, love the, Q, I personally love QBR. Like, you would rather look at that, and that will more accurately... Yeah, but that has its flaws as well. It has its... Well... As the as a wise man once said, don't let good be the enemy of perfect. I'm not looking for we. There's no perfect stat, but mm-hmm. no. But QBR has Jameis Winston tied with Tom Brady last year. Yeah, and I don't think that that's that that's that far apart. I don't think I think Brady was below average last year. Yeah, they were both like 59.8, or I saw that number as. Now they both got to average in different ways, <laughs> right? But. Is there a chance that in a year... Yeah, Jameis had a ton of good, a ton of bad, and Brady was Brady more just, trade. like, middle. Yeah. Is there a chance that they regret this horribly? Who? Tampa, Tampa? Bay. Not saying they shouldn't do it, but they're guaranteed I mean, there's $50 million. Dollars, and they would be carrying a massive cap hit But as far as... Let's say this. Are they really going to win the Super Bowl this year, no matter what they do? Dude, the bookmakers... Oh, excuse me, are certainly jumping on them. Isn't that because the, uh, they're getting a lot of money? Like bet on them? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But I guess that wouldn't get them more money, right? If they really thought they weren't going to win it, they just want you to bet money. So they would love to keep that number high. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now up to the sixth best odds at 16-1 to 1 in the NFL. Uh, Cowboys at fifth or 12-1. 12, 12 to 1. The only team's better, Chiefs, Ravens, Niners, Saints. I mean, I think people are looking at that offensive line and looking at those skill position players and saying just have an average defense and you're possibly in the mix for the conference. But is there – so you're saying the way they would feel regret is that if Jameis went somewhere else, balled out, did great, Brady regressed because he's 43 and he should – uh, then will they sit there going, oh, man, we had Jameis. We put all that time in with him. Look at him flourishing over wherever, although those spots seem to be drying up. 
looking at how great he is for the L.A. Chargers. Or are they mad at themselves because what they could have done, and if Brady's really bad next year, let's say he gets continues down the path we think he's on, and he's just a little bit worse, they still will owe him $25 million the next year when they could have made a play for somebody like Phillip Rivers or Teddy Bridgewater or uh, Cam Newton, for that matter. Because they do have this group of guys right now on offense that seem like they're pretty poised to do some major damage. And they decided to go with a guy that sold them a ton of tickets, but very well maybe out of the league in a year. That That's very possible. And they would still have to pay him $50 million over two years. You've waited another year of drafting a quarterback. You're not going to be competitive the year after Tom Brady retires when you have a $25 million hit on your cap for a guy who's gone and you've waited another year to pick your guy. Like, this is a major ballsy move. Why would Chicago go with Foles instead of Jameis, let's say? Would you Would you do that? No. And I'm not... Or if their defense is poised like they might be a win-now team... Would you give Cam a shot? Yes. Absolutely. Might ask what the price is, but I don't think you're there getting... There is no price. I was going to say, I don't think you're getting... They bit, just signed bit. his replacement. Right. I just mean, you know, when they like, say Cam's available for a trade, I mean, you you have to think that's, a, what, a fourth or a fifth or what something. Did, what did Foles cost him? Couldn't well, have cost him anything. No, I think it might have been a fourth. Yeah, I think a fourth. Like, why is Carolina not saying yes to a sixth if you would just take him? Yeah, I, I would be all over that. So are you thinking Tampa's going to regret this? Yes, like, but I'm also very a... glad they did it because it's going to be fun as hell just to watch. Just to watch Tom Brady playing in a weird city. So he was clearly saying, I'm looking at the rosters here. I can't I... go somewhere. Yeah, the Bucks had a decent offensive line last year. And when Brady's been successful... You know, that's when. And there's some, you could say that about every quarterback, but some guys can work around that a little bit better than, than others. And I don't know that he's totally that guy. It's more that when he's protected well, he's the best of all time. Did and, you see that one Brady stat? Boy, there was a page I had. I got to find it where they list a ton of, you know, just a ton of Brady stuff. But it had to do with the amount of roughing the passer penalties and whatnot uh, that have been given out the last few years, you know, as we've, we're now protecting the quarterback. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's been like 300 of them, let's say. I'm totally paraphrasing until I can actually find it. But it's been a ton. Um, He has been the recipient. Oh, here's the, uh, the thread. Let's see if I can find the actual thing. He's been the recipient of none of those. <laughs> Not one. Okay, I thought you might say... Four or five, okay, we figure 40 quarterbacks have played. We're going to average, you know, No, zero. Nine. But I'm just saying for the uh, we're That's overly incredible. protecting quarterbacks and uh, the late hit thing, you know, the the calls that sometimes we're scratching our head or Leighton Van Der Esch is telling us, I don't even know the rules, bro. And he's they've. You would have thought they would have given a ton of those to Brady. Oh, like you're saying he's been the recipient? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were saying that. He has been gifted none. No. Okay. Huh. Extra protection type thing because you've hit barely hit Tom Brady with your hand grazed it on his helmet and we gave you a roughing call. They said he's he's gotten zero of those. 
That's interesting. Yeah. I definitely would have thought that you were going the complete opposite direction with that. Yeah, like they've just been keeping him alive. Because and I, the one thing which, about which that you is would think. he is definitely... But that means he gets rid of the ball. He's he smart. It's, it's not just his offensive line, right? Because... Design of the offense, too. You remember when Bledsoe was here, one of the big things, when Romo took over for Bledsoe, the sacks went down... A, a giant amount because it was thought the Cowboys have a terrible offensive line and they did, but it was also a matter of you know Parcells was pissed that this guy's not smart enough to get rid of the ball quick enough or whatever, and Romo with the exact same system, same offensive line, got a ton less sacks, and so when you're saying the Brady, it triggered me when you said they have a great offensive line and he does well under that. I feel like you know. If they already have a great offensive line, plus Brady, he's going to get hit very little. The only problem with that is it'll be really interesting to see. Where the heck is that? How much would you pay, rhetorical question, to get to just have like a, you know, when you you do NBA League Pass, you can select a few teams, I think. Like they used to offer a package for five teams and you didn't have to pay the whole $400 or something. Oh, yeah? How much would you pay to get to like, pick four or five hard knocks or all or nothing teams not just the one the NFL selects because we know they film a bunch of them like don't you just want to know what Tom Brady talking to somebody else like talking to Bruce Arians is going to look like and them talking about offense which is way different than what um well there's Brady's a better chance to. he gets a hard knocks now because the Patriots would never do it yeah, I don't remember. Tampa's been on it before, though, so they can't go it, back for. I think you like get like a, a five year, is it 10 year? Because that's where we got Jameis and the Oh, it's a 10 year thing? It's five or 10. Jameis talking about cockroaches mating and. The- See if you can find that, Blake. Search the rules for getting on hard knocks. Because I know there's something to do with you can't have been in the playoffs or the can't. Well, if you've been in the playoffs, you can opt out. If you have a new you head can- coach, you can opt out. Um, And yeah, there is a window, but I don't I don't recall what it is. Yeah, uh, Brady and Jameis, 53.7 QBR last year. What would you say? What does that mean? Is 100 the? Yeah. Okay. That means they're both you know, a little above average. And I think if you look at that QBR list in order, you would say that it's pretty dang accurate. I've got the rules if you want them. All right, how do you get on hard knocks? Well, a team is exempt from the show if they have a first-year head coach in place, if they have had a playoff berth in the last two seasons, and they have appeared on the show in the past 10 years. So, yeah, the Bucks are out. But I don't know if that applies. You're exempt, but you could opt in? I would bet exempt means you're not on. Yeah, you're um, not allowed. But I don't know if those same rules apply to all or nothing, though. Wouldn't that be a pretty sweet next spring we sit down with the full year, the of, full year of Brady? It would be incredible. Dude, it would be amazing. Although, uh, you know what? Before uh, Corona... And before Jake and Dan, I believe, we kind of started watching All or Nothing. We agreed it sucks. That's true. Have that we was watched? really disappointing. Ha, should we get back to that and make sure? The first episode was really bad. It was just very vanilla, and it, it just seemed like I wasn't actually getting behind-the-scenes stuff. I but think, we, we're, like, getting sports-starved here. Yeah. We probably should go back. You know why? You know, are you going to eat... Uh, would you eat vegetarian uh, burritos if <laughs> if you had no other food in the world? Because I know you scoff at me for what I eat, you know? Eventually, I would get to the veggie burrito that is the sanitized all or nothing. 
but we have to go back to it for no other reason than to get to week 16. So we can stand there again and scratch our heads and wonder how in the hell did the Cowboys lose to this team so yeah. badly with all almost everybody they needed healthy, healthy. So you're right. Maybe maybe all or nothing is dead and it'll never be interesting again. But the conversations between Bruce Arian and Tom Brady and, and the, the other point I was just going to make about that offense is Godwin and Evans go downfield. So it's a weird fit on that front. Jameis is ready to rip or, you know, to grip it and rip it. He wants to throw the ball downfield all day. They got guys that can go get it. And that just hasn't necessarily been what Brady's been for a while. Maybe he still has it and they just weren't calling those plays because that's not how McDaniels runs his offense. But And you get less sacks and hit less if right. you're There's a difference between standing back there. If you're forever. dumping it off. Yeah, yeah. Uh the final note here, just to wrap this one up. Um, on the Gurley deal. Uh, so he, it's a one-year $6 million deal. He had already been paid 7.5 by the Rams before he was released. And uh, so I guess he's going to make like 13 or $14 million this year. It's a one-year what? A one-year deal for $6 million with the Falcons. Hey, well, I guess he was... Injury prone too right now. So I was thinking he could do better than that if Melvin Gordon got thirteen million for a year. Dude, he's twenty five. Melvin Gordon? No, Todd Gurley, and he's still just Todd like, Gurley's twenty five? Yeah. No. Pretty sure. And he's just viewed as like washed up and done for. Twenty five. Turns twenty six in August. That's unbelievable. And it's like, oh, here's this guy's just you know he's winding his career down here with another. Yeah, team. he feels. <laughs> he definitely feels thirty. <laughs> Miles, man. All right, coming up next, let's talk uh, a little bit about what the Cowboys did, shore up that back end, and uh, I don't know, playing the Beavis laugh a million times. You know what? I feel terrible uh, that I forgot a flannel today. But last night, before going to bed, I was thinking, remember the flannel, remember the flannel. The new guy's got one. Julie, how are you looking? I got my flannel on, my giant flannel. Stand up. Okay. Please right. stand up. See, I'm not around. turning around. I'm not turning around. Oh. I was just telling Mino that we should take our picture today and all stand six feet apart. We're going to have to fight. I thought about that, actually. But Dan can't be in it, unfortunately. Like, where would we stand? She does this when <laughs> I... So I wore my flannel last week, and she didn't take a picture with me. Well, we but later on, I got home week. at Twitter and saw you took a picture with Mino and someone else. So Danny... Intern Josh is at home working for us, wearing his flannel. Aww. And here's you. Here's me. Big timing. Just not caring about the rest of the show. Power chairing us. Which uh, makes it a day that ends in Y. I understand what you guys are saying. <laughs> so, uh, one more Jameis thing. So you're saying you believe we're just kept talking off the air, because that's what we do. Talk, <laughs> talk about talk sports off the air. You think he's resigned to being a backup? I do. I think just if you kind of put the context clues together, 
and that decision was probably made for him by the market, but a lot of guys still don't want to accept it kind of thing. And I don't know that I really consider Jameis to be the, the profile of what a typical backup quarterback is. Because a lot of times, that's the smartest guy in the room. Uh, and, you know, like I was saying, my brother told us the other day when we had him on that, you know, he's good friends with the Bucks' backup quarterback. They played ball together in college. And he said, Jameis is a great teammate. He's a really intelligent guy. I, I just think he's, I think he's too much of a, of a space cadet from what we know to think of him <clears throat> as a guy that's a great backup. But Cooper Rush also just signed his one-year tender to be a backup here. And if you were asking if I thought that would be an upgrade over Cooper Rush for Jameis, absolutely. Why is Cooper Rush still a backup here? I, I've seen 50 guys that would have been an upgrade over Cooper Rush the last couple of years, it seems. I mean, I guess we don't really know, but I I'm, I remain pretty low on his uh, on his stock. And you have to think, Sean did a segment on this a couple months ago and we were filling in. That as good as quarterback play has gotten at the, probably starts in high school, but college level, and now guys coming into the NFL tend to have an ability to succeed more than they did, say, let's say 10, 15 years ago, right? I mean, heck, a second-year guy just won the MVP, third, and then he won the Super Bowl in his third year. And he may be a bit of an anomaly, but we see a lot of these guys, Lamar Jackson, playing pretty well pretty early now. Heck, even Baker, like just to be average right away, used to kind of be a a story. You have to figure that eventually, backup quarterback play will be better. And that a guy like Cooper Rush would in no circumstance be considered one of the 60 most qualified people to have that job. Like, is Jalen Hurts right now just thinking, all right, I'll be a backup. I mean, we just relegated Marcus Mariota. Right. To a guy who thinks he's going to be a backup, and I would feel great. It feels like he is a backup. If Marcus Mariota was my backup. Yeah. That's a, okay. He's kind of fighting for a spot there in, in Vegas. That's true. With Carr. That, so I he's not that's, that's a sort true of Mariota backup. is? Well, Carr is, you know. He's on a short leash. He's on a pretty short leash with Gruden. But if it turns out that a few years from now, guys like Nick Foles, uh, who will be a backup again, uh, Mariota or Jalen Hurts are the type of quality of backup you get in the NFL. I think that's it filters down, you would think. At some um, point. What's his name in Washington? RG3. Yeah, RG3 seems to be settling into that life, realizing, hey, making a few million a year, working hard but not getting concussions every week is probably a pretty good way to go. Yeah, he probably also thinks, hey, if I'm a backup, it means the starter's probably pretty good, and I get to be on this cool team that goes to the playoffs and stuff. That's not a bad gig. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys' reluctance to ever have a really good backup, though. So weird. Is so weird. So I wanted to look at this story. And I know the Cowboys signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and it's <laughs> a great name. But... Um, I don't think it's a uh, huge uh, earth-shattering announcement or anything. So we may end up getting to that in a moment. But a guy that everybody kind of was looking at that you were thinking, could they acquire this guy? The Eagles did instead. So it's 
you know, a little uh, insult to injury, I guess, if you didn't get him and you thought you could. But the Eagles got him. But but who did the Eagles get? Darius Slay. So he's a defensive back. Once upon a time, one of the best corners in the game. Says three-time pro bowler here. But never thought of as the best corner in the game? No, no. But above solid. I'm real interested in this story. Is he burns bridges uh, heading out of uh, Detroit? Similar to the way Dez did here. Uh, but I guess it was all between him and their new head coach, Matt Patricia. And Matt Patricia, as you know, fancies himself as a young Belichick who doesn't take any S from anybody. And apparently their relationship had soured to the point where Slay just was demanding a trade, basically. Or you don't want to see what happens here. And I think Patricia probably told his GM, that's fine. Not, I'd rather have him gone. That's going to be addition by subtraction. So a couple of things that he told the Detroit media on the way out of town. Apparently during Matt Patricia's first season as Lions coach in 2018, he told me in front of the whole team, in the team meeting room, he was showing clips of me in practice getting a ball caught on me or so in practice. Uh, later, I posted a picture of a wide receiver on social media. Apparently, a, I, I don't know how we connect these dots, but I'm just going to read what he said. Later, I posted a picture of a wide receiver on social media. He told me... Uh, basically, he told me, stop servicing this man, uh, <laughs> as a uh, lady might do to a man. Or uh, Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Stop. Oh, yeah. No, it's, yeah, I got you. Uh, like you might do with a lollipop. And yeah. he says, this man's private. So I'm like, whoa. I'm like, hold up. Where I'm from, that don't fly. Because I wouldn't say that to him. I wouldn't say to him to stop, you know what, to Bill Belichick. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That's not me as a man. That's disrespectful to me. And from there on, I was done with it. Uh, second Lions player in the meeting verified Slay's account to the uh, Detroit Free Press. So maybe like he just a friend of his in the league, maybe Julio Jones makes a big play or something, and he posts a picture of it, and Patricia's like, hey, why don't you uh, quit? Right, Quit putting on the knee blank. pads yeah. for him. Uh, Patricia, uh, according to a statement emailed to the paper from the team, his comment was meant figuratively. Huh. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. We thought he was actually going to um, is that, have some fellatio. Is that from the file this year of, uh, is it John Bayline, the... When he called the whole team, told the whole team to stop playing like thugs, and then later said, "Actually, I said slugs. They were moving, they were moving <laughs> they slow were on slow. defense." Um, the statement said, "Over the last two seasons, Darius and I have had multiple conversations in private that I believed were constructive and satisfactory. My discussions with athletes are confidential, and I won't comment on anything discussed with our players in a team meeting." I appreciate his hard work and wish he and his family all the success in Philadelphia. So Slay had said, 
I ain't going to say I was ready to fight because of the fact that I really just kind of blacked out a little bit. And I asked myself, did this man just say that to me? And I said with GQ, that's uh, his teammate Glover Quinn sitting next to him, who uh, I guess calmed him down. Like I said, with GQ not sitting beside me in a team meeting, there's no telling what could have happened, honestly, because the fact is I couldn't believe it. And for where I'm from, stuff gets said like that, a lot of stuff happens. GQ just sat there and was like, nah, calm down, Slay. Calm down, Slay. You know where this is going. Um, afterwards, apparently the Lions running backs coach approached Slay and said Patricia was trying to make a broader point about staying off social media. And as one of the Lions' best and most respected players, he used Slay as an example. I was real teary-eyed because I got real, real mad. And he was like, Slay, man, he's just trying to set the tone for the team and some stuff don't go. He don't like social media, so he was trying to post it, uh, make the calm, make social media calm down, because a lot of us like social media. I said, man, I wasn't trying to hear, hear that because I'm a grown man. He's a grown man. Uh, anyway, basically what he's saying is he, he wasn't keeping it real. And I would guess... Coaches talk to a lot of players unlike their friends would talk to them growing up. Um, and if I'm looking at this thinking, it's pretty legendary, they would say Bill Belichick would berate Tom Brady. After like three of his Super Bowl wins, in the film room on a Monday, after a win, would just totally rip apart Tom Brady in front of the whole team. And... Brady, in the long run, understood that, you know, Belichick is showing, if I'll do that to this guy, everybody be on their, everybody be a, better be on their game. You know, if you could pick apart Tom Brady and rip him in a meeting on a Monday after a victory, uh, then we all better step up what we are doing. Apparently, Matt Patricia comes from that school, you know, the Belichick coaching tree. Um... Also, one of the motivational tactics that uh, Patricia used against Slay was that uh, Slay was working out in the offseason with uh, Richard Sherman, Akib Talib, and Xavier Rhodes, mm -hmm. like a little cornerback get-together workout. He uh, said Patricia called him into the office and uh, told him that Sherman was using him to get information on the Lions. He didn't belong in that workout because he wasn't on the same level as a player. He told me, or quote, he told me, out of his mouth he said, those are elite guys. You're not elite. You're a good player, but they are elite. Uh, Sherman's smart. He used you. So he went on to say, he tried to tell me Sherm used me to see what Marvin Jones do. I said, he can find out what Marvin Jones do watching film. That ain't got nothing to do with me. What am I going to tell him? I don't know the offense. I don't know route route combinations. So well, that seems like a, a damning statement. In no, the he end said there. I know route combinations, but I ain't going to know the offense. Okay, yeah. Sorry. So my take on this would be that the first half of this probably not the method I would prefer from a head coach. Uh, I don't have a problem berating a, a star player. Stop blanking this man's blank. Might be over the line, but I don't bother. I don't mind it that much. But Matt Patricia, 
or as in this article, Darius Slay refers to him as Matty P. Very, very <laughs> demeaning. You think that's respectful? Uh, if you're mad about players in the NFL working out together in the offseason that aren't on the same team, you're going to be chasing that dog all night. Like That's extremely common. And they're not all on the same level, right? It's We live in DFW. Yeah. There's a hub for that. A lot of guys live here, a ton of training centers here. So that's that to me feels just dumb. That part of it of oh you know you shouldn't be working out with those guys because you're not on their level like that's that that to me seems like a, a bush league deal from Matty P. But the yeah. first part kind of funny. But um, you know if you're thinking Cowboys wise man I wish they could have traded for him after losing Byron Jones I think you'd rather just have re-signed Byron Jones oh because this guy seems like he's got a little more baggage than Byron Jones. And apparently the uh, Eagles are re-upping his deal, according to his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, which will basically make him the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Right, yeah, and he's, so, he's a little bit older. So so don't, don't uh, fret that you lost out on Darius Slay is what I'm saying. Maybe fret that you didn't sign Byron Jones, but that's all gone as well. Should be fun to watch uh, Amari and Darius Slay go at it, now that I can say that. <laughs> Yeah. And we're a couple days out from that. Slay even said that on Twitter. He's looking forward to it. Let's do it. So he should stop serving, servicing uh, other <laughs> teams' wide receivers. Now for the segment, Corona Living in Teens. I like to listen to the experts, like Kai's Ramsey. So I uh, showered during that break, and I changed my clothes. Basically just be clean. So this is bad radio. We are theoretically now at full strength. We, You may have missed the news. Lost somewhere in the NFL CBA being approved and restaurants being closed and blah, blah, blah was the news that Blake, former ticket engineer, Blake, Blake Jones is now our, he is our producer. He was left off of the engineers' roundtable on free for all. That's right. So this is a shock to me. So here we go. But he leapfrogged both those guys, and he didn't even have to remember every winner of a reality TV show in order. So we wanted to do a little kids and coronavirus stuff. Um, oh, you had a tease. What was your wacky name for the segment? Uh, Corona living in teens. Okay, I don't know if we're doing acronym humor anymore, Julie, but... Always. Okay. Um, I mean, you can call it... Did you see the story out of China? <laughs> so in Wuhan, Wuhan, China, where this all got started, and Ooh. they first locked it all, locked down Wuhan, so they've been homeschooling for quite some time there. I feel like yeah. you really like saying that. Wuhan? Yeah, there's a little <laughs> twinkle. Is it Wuhan? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know, but... I think you enjoy that quite a bit. Wuhan. <laughs> I feel like if you had to make up a name in China, you would that's <laughs> right. one you would just make up. So I'm not sure it's real. Uh, Go check it ooh, out. Although I should ask Blake. He's the conspiracy theorist on this whole thing. Does Wuhan exist? Probably not. Or is it made up by one country? Uh, hmm? I am sorry, sir. One what? political party or another. I started to say country. 
And then, well... Stopped at the worst possible syllable. <laughs> it's all Freudian. It's all Freudian. Um, Yikes. So in Wuhan, <laughs> the kids there, like our kids maybe soon, uh, started homeschooling or, you know, through the school. And the school provided them with an app. This is how you can get your homework and do your homework with this app. Well, the particular app... The kids decided to band together. They didn't want to do their homework. So what they did was they went to the app store again and again and again. Apparently, you can do it more than once at the app store. You can go there again and again and give it a one-star rating. And if it gets enough one-star ratings, they just take it off the app store. So thousands of times they went to this uh, app, gave it a one-star rating, and it has been taken off the App Store. So this is kind of like the drivers outfoxing the cops for a while when you get the better radar detector, and then the cops get something that'll beat that, and then you got to you keep trying to stay one step ahead of each other. Steroids. So right now, it's uh, Wuhan kids uh, leading the schools, but I don't know. The schools will probably come up with some other way that they have to go study. But I thought that was pretty brilliant. I think it's brilliant, and I also think it's encouraging just to see how universal being a teen is it really doesn't matter which hemisphere you're from you're gonna find a way right and i saw the one article about it where the app uh was posting on social media and they've sort of like anthropomorphized it where they've given it a voice i'm only five years old myself please don't kill me was one post by the app hmm Please don't give me any more one-star ratings. I was chosen for this job, and there's not much I can do about it. Mm, that's weird. It's very weird. It's very creepy. It just makes it worse. Yeah. Everything Everyone will just be voice. cool about it, I guess. Right? <laughs> Everything doesn't need a voice. Right. Julie's right. I think Something's- that's more common in Asia, though, that they give, like, that, that stores will have mascots and really? stuff like that, which I guess, you know, you have that here, too, but... I remember seeing a John Oliver bit about that where, like, each county or state has its own, like, mascot thing, and it posts. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe the ticket should do that. Any ideas? No. Okay. But maybe our show should. Maybe we should start. Mascot. We should lead the way with the show mascot. That's a good idea. Get on that, Blake. So both both of us are working. No, it doesn't seem like it. (laughs) Both of us are working, but both of our brothers are not. Okay, you want to go brother versus brother here? I think mine's being paid, curiously enough, but I don't know, man. What's the panic level for small bar and restaurant owner? So your brother works for the XFL? Yes, he was with the Saints. Uh he for then, people don't that don't know, your brother was like a college quarterback too. Yes, he's he like played, a really good athlete. He played uh, quarterback at Tulane and then went to Iraq, joined the Marine Corps, and went to Iraq after officer candidacy school. And when he got back, he started working for the Saints. Ended up taking a job with a little more responsibility um, with the XFL. A lot of people in that league are kind of trying to use it to prove they can do more and get back into the league and. I kind of thought, as silly as this sounds, today on the 16th, last week they were like the last league to cancel. And it seemed to me like they might be kind of trying to brand themselves as, hey, this is an opportunity where there's not going to be any sports on. We're going to play. 
That lasted about a day. They canceled. Like UFC did, right? Right. In Which the, in, you can in, kind in of see forward. the UFC being able to do it if all of them stay quarantined with each other type thing. Yeah. And, had not and it's fans. only one-on-one fighters. Right. So, but yeah, if you have 50 players on the sideline and all the personnel and all that, you could see a problem there. So, uh, they canceled the rest of the season, but they committed to paying all staff, players and coaches and, and scouts throughout the rest of the year, which was another three or four weeks. So now he just has a Airbnb to, I believe, April 11th in L.A. that he's already paid for and I don't think he can get out of and just kind of mm. no job, but he's getting paid. So he's just L.A. like New York City, golfing. I saw a lot of pictures of crowds and such. Yeah. But they've both shut down. Restaurants uh, and bars. They have and now. Theaters. Yeah, they yeah, have it now. Happened late, late-ish last night. Yep. So he doesn't have much to do, probably. No. Well, and- my brother works. Uh, you've been at his place. We did a show there in Cleveland. He works in Ohio, and it's a place called the Brothers Lounge, and it's a bar, but a, also a really good restaurant. So to to call it just a bar would be would be downplaying the great food that they have. Yeah, this isn't a spot or anything, but you really they they do have good food there. Good food, a big back room for bands. It's so, more closer to a venue than it is a bar. A lot of worry, though, from uh, Grandma, which is our mom, but we call her Grandma now, since she is a grandma and has fully morphed into a grandma. She doesn't seem like a mom anymore at all. When does that happen? Quickly. <sighs> Quickly? My mom is already there. Because I don't even like know. Having what, grandkids. I think my mom did get Grandma. It took a few years into the... To having grandchildren, but all of a sudden, then she starts not knowing things and <laughs> misremembering stories. Like it's it's incredible how she did run just just slid right into that grandma role. <laughs> like it's amazing. Well, she was telling me last night that uh, my brother's place has been. You know, you might have heard that Ohio is one of the states that has issued a, and it's got to be. This is going to come here, right? They've uh, closed down all bars and restaurants because they don't want people congregating. But the restaurants are still open for uh, delivery or pickup for food. So that's good. And uh, Craig, my brother, was told right away he would continue to get paid, even when they thought it was just a shutdown of restaurants. However, my mom is like, you know, a big part of what he makes is tips. Mm -hmm. A huge part. So the amount he gets paid is is minuscule. His wife is a uh, haircut person, hairdresser, <laughs> uh, regular ground thing. <laughs> a haircut like person. She, she gives yeah. She does hairdresser. Yeah, hairdresser. Yes, hairstylist would have been acceptable. Haircut hair person <laughs> was not on the board. You guys understand what I meant, though. And I knew the second I said it, it was going to be bad. Just because we saw you waving at your head. Well, she had <laughs> she had one that. customer uh, since, like, last Wednesday. Dang. One. Are we are we prepared for how mangy all of America is going to look in, like, a month? Well, and they have two kids. And they're so now they're feeling the squeeze, you know? Ugh. Or they're just anticipating that they're going to be feeling the squeeze. It's I I don't who has it worse I would say my brother if we're talking brother versus brother although your brother doesn't really have anything beyond the next four weeks where he does get paid right and you know he's trying to get back in front of NFL teams that was his plan he's got some contacts with 
half dozen or so teams and his girlfriend's dad is with the Eagles and so he can, you know, get him in front of people, but I don't know how many job interviews are going to be taking place for the next couple months. So if your plan was right here when the league year starts, that's a lot of times when these people make hires. Well, in the few weeks after the league year starts and I mean, if, people aren't we're not we're not having guests up here. Well, right if we now. go back to kids, uh, if we can transition back to kids or the teens. So I have a daughter who's going to college next year, but she doesn't know where she's going. <laughs> oh, dude. Because she's been involved in softball and band, so she has until May 1st to decide between many colleges that she was accepted to. How to do that now? Do we drive to those campuses? Well, not if most of them are closed, right? And we I do think- know certain people there we could meet and get a look around, but is that advisable? Hmm. Do we FaceTime with them and have them walk us around the campus? Or do we just choose having That's never tough. been to the campus? And that's to say nothing of the fact that her high school time, you know, I don't not like everybody loves high school, I know. But, but she but, loves the fact that she's a senior. The last few months are very seniors fun. are ballers. <laughs> right. And she's like, school isn't that hard anymore. She loves hanging with her friends. She's actually on the varsity softball team uh, from the get-go this year. And it's memories. Having a good time. And now that, yeah, this these are all... Their memory is now this, and that's very odd as well. And, and that and might I'm, be how it wraps up for her. And man, when I was 18, I wasn't paying attention to The anything. news? I didn't, didn't care. You could have told me about the stock market crashing. You could have told me about whatever happened. I did not care at all. Because I figured, you know what? And this is my flannel-wearing attitude. I'd look at history books. You know, A lot of huge things have happened throughout history. It all kind of worked out to make it us have this cool life today so it'll all work out doesn't matter who's president doesn't matter this or that it's it's all gonna it's all gonna be fine in the end man (laughs) that that was my attitude and it kind of still is you know because i've done a good job of not really caring about the real world i care more about sports and have built a uh, life around that so i i still hope you know, we all hope that there's smarter people than us working on all this stuff, right? You know there's somebody smart working on the vaccine, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen at some point. So it's not like you're sitting around fretting about the vaccine every day. You know it's somewhere someone is working on it and fretting. And you're fretting about, you know... Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin getting paid too much, and how are we going to get Amari Cooper in here? So I guess the thing that I worry about a little bit, and we're not going to delve into politics, is just it does seem like we were ill-prepared in our 50-50 world <laughs> uh, because there's already a lot of fighting over this. And I think you and I both share a love for the movie Arrival because there's a very cool, inspirational message in it that when aliens visit the world that it does take a process but first starts with every single nation is looking out for itself and understanding that self-interest is the way we've always done things so that's how we're going to do it and it takes time in that movie for the entire world to come together and that that's kind of actually the lesson that the aliens taught them the extraterrestrials was you can only solve these existential crises whenever you're all on the same page. And Don't feel like we're there yet. <laughs> no. We might need another few weeks before but we're on the, uh, hey, this isn't a It kind of is tool. gathering us together more than you could have imagined 
anything else. And I think the only thing that has gathered us all together, no matter what party you're in and all that, is sports. So that's weird. Sure. Because Cowboy fans are all political parties, colors, all that kind of stuff. That's the one thing we can all get together on Sunday and agree that the Cowboys suck. Now for Today in Twitter. It's time again for Today in Twitter. And today's Today in Twitter is coronavirus-related. Thanks, But it has people in a frenzy. Want to get your guys' take on it. What's your take on it? What's your job? What time do you fire out of bed in the morning? So I take you to... So this, I saw this on Twitter, but I guess this was originally put out on Instagram. And uh, you're hip with that, right, Julie? Taco Tuesday! A gluten-free pizza! Right. Everyone's doing it. I started it. <laughs> we need to talk at some point about LeBron, but uh, we'll deal with that. I heard two Lakers have been diagnosed positive, but they didn't say who. Does that seem a little weird to you? And I, I, so some are speculating like it has to be LeBron because LeBron wouldn't allow anyone else to announce it but LeBron. Hmm. But it does seem weird just to say two Lakers. It does, especially when we know that Kevin Durant got it, and uh, was it Marcus Smart? Can't remember. Yeah, he has it. Yeah, and he put up a video like, "Hey, be very, very safe." I'm just envisioning a day where LeBron goes to Instagram and has a Taco Tuesday-like viral sensation to announce this, but we digress. A viral <laughs> sensation? Haha. <laughs> anyway, so in Today in Twitter, we're going to look at Gail Godot. I believe that's how you pronounce Wonder Woman's name. Mm-hmm. Gail Godot face. She's... Perfect. Never seen Wonder Woman. That Wonder Woman. Uh, grew up, of course, knowing Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, and was always thinking, uh, you can't get better than that. Although Gail Godot seems like she could give her a run for the money. Uh, but I haven't seen the movie or anything, so I'm, uh, you know, basing it all on who's hotter. And, uh, you know, they both seem to be very attractive. They don't seem to be getting um, homely, dumpy Wonder Woman yet. That may happen in the future. We're not woke enough as of uh, this. The Chewbacca moth. This thing <laughs> is... <laughs> the next Wonder Woman. That's what we're going to get coming out of this whole thing. The whole world is going to change, Jake. You thought it was over with Lady Ghostbuster. <laughs> well, she did something that I think she thought was being nice and good, and the internet is roasting her for it. She is getting killed online. And what she did was put out a little music video of a bunch of her or her and her celebrity friends each singing a different line from the song Imagine. I will play a little of it for you here. Mino, I need uh mini one if uh, that makes a difference for you. And maybe I need to turn it up on my own thing. Here we go. On sports. Crank it, Glenn. On the ticket. You do that, Glenn. Oh wait, no, that's the IJB challenge set to uh Twitter. <laughs> Or set to Frozen. Now, if she did that. Which is also pretty good. Just the. I don't know. I think I could. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful, really. Now, let's go to Gail Godot. 
Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. So we're switching celebrity to celebrity. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Kristen Wiig. Imagine all the people. James Marston. Living That's Sarah Silverman. For today. I love her. Eddie Benjamin. Don't know who that is. It isn't hard to Jimmy Fallon. Natalie Portman. Zoe Kravitz. Imagine all the people. We're going to move up. Linda Carter is going to be next, actually. She's Wonder Woman. <laughs> There's a lot of production there. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. You get the point, right? That's Amy oh. Adams. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to go on. Much uh, other celebrities, including Will Ferrell, is going to uh, chime in there. Mark Ruffalo, Maya Rudolph is uh, last. She'll uh, end this whole thing. Which my kids, I had them watch this video and comment last night, and they they were like, ah, oh, the idiocracy. Meh. No, they love idiocracy. <laughs> That's, oh, I'm so happy. Terrible parents. As a father. That I've allowed them to watch idiocracy, but. It prepared them mentally for what is to come. They're kind of at an age when just about anything goes now. Well, so this is not being received well online anywhere. Nobody is doing the, oh, wow, isn't this great? That all these celebrities got together and uh, put out this video and wanted just to remind us of uh, of, of of peace and love and a good message that uh, John Lennon wrote about uh, many years ago. It's more uh, being framed as, hey, look at these super rich celebrities who uh, want you to see this before you die. Um... Like she, Gail Godot, who put this together, said she saw a video of an Italian man playing Imagine on the trumpet. That's another today in Twitter. We're seeing a lot of videos from Italy where people are hanging out their windows in their apartment complexes singing songs together. And it's, uh. Man, I tell you, when we're doing this, uh, when we're teened up, this is the time where urban sprawl and the way we live in places like Texas, for the most part, sucks. Because if you're telling me I could post up on the stoop. The balcony with all my neighbors and the people across the street, blast some tunes, have some drinks, feel like you're actually still seeing other people. Like in those videos you see in Italy, those look great. In Spain, they're doing like community workouts where someone's out on the balcony that's a, some sort of workout instructor and then they're all doing it together. Right. I mean, if you're in the suburbs, you're just kind of there, right? Whether you know your neighbor or not, you can't go to their house. You probably can't go to the park, right? Most public parks are closed. closed so we, yeah. uh, Italy and Europe, they're living right here. That would be cool. We could go out there and play the IJB. Uh, yeah, but you can go song. hang out in your big yard. In, <laughs> That's not what know, I need right it? now. I need you need community humans. involvement. Yes, interaction. People, yeah, all those things. Driving car stuff. Yeah, I need humans. country Saturday. <laughs> community Garth Brooks. Um, well, maybe one of those. You know, startups that the senator in, uh, bought stock in will will, will boom, and you'll be able to just see everybody on, on your video screen. Uh, so, like, here's a paragraph from one of the many articles that are out there ripping this thing is, In a country where only the privileged seem to have access to adequate testing, 
The last thing we want is to watch a remix of rich people quarantining in their mansions, telling us to imagine a better world. Yet here we are, obsessively watching this video because it's so tone deaf that we can't look away. Hmm. I totally agree. I think it's, you know, it's gross. I think watching Ellen call her famous friends on her veranda is gross. Um, it doesn't, it, it doesn't seem like they get it at a time when a lot of these celebrities in Hollywood or, you know, even sports stars are kind of coming under attack for the fact that it's being thrown in regular people's faces that they can't get tested while the aforementioned celebrities can like just maybe sit out the social media. How about this? Baker Mayfield donated $50,000 or I guess it's some kind of a North, not a North Texas food bank, but a whatever Northern Mm -hmm. Ohio, same kind of thing. Right. He's going to match every donation up to $50,000. So whatever this organization is, we'll get a hundred grand because certainly people are going to donate, especially when they hear Baker's going to, I looked at his video on Twitter and below it. If you look at the comments, there are a, a little dusting of, hey, great job. Thanks, Baker. There's way more uh, Cheesecake Factory parking lot jokes. And there's also a, a good number of 50 grand out of your 9 million you have guaranteed. or we, You know what I mean? Like, So 50 grand we scoff at because he could afford more. Yeah, I think people that take runs at you for that, that I think that's pretty lame. I think if he had posted a video of himself singing with his wife and said, hope that makes you feel better, and that's it. So you're not criticizing 50 grand? No. Even if it's well no. below? No, that's not. I just. But it's also, well, it's not just a look at me thing. It's imploring others to give too. Because exactly. if you if you did a look at me, I gave 20 bucks, that would be, that would be akin to him giving 50 grand, I'm thinking. What 20 bucks would mean to you. But then what if I said... Uh, you know, and everybody else, I'll match that sort of thing. I mean, you know, give what you can, I guess, and we're all trying to pitch in, but there's no message attached to that social media video of Imagine at all. It's just them entertaining themselves. It's just masturbatory. Who is going to you watch say that, that again and feel better? I'm just looking at Gail Godot. <sighs> the point is, is he's giving. You know, it's not up to us to judge how much. When we do this to the filthy rich all the time, like, oh, you're only don- donating a million. Right. When in but- reality, it, it it's, it's to me, it's a wrong-headed approach to yell at a celebrity giving 50 grand whenever he makes 6 million when it's not our job to handle these things. Right, it's yeah. the people we elect and pay taxes to's job. So to turn on each other, even for somebody like Baker... To me, that just feels silly. Okay, so at least they're doing something. Gail Godot is just doing nothing. And if she's doing something, then just put that out, even if it is but we have awareness. celebrating. But what's the awareness? That I'm aware that people, Gail Godot is friends with Will Ferrell. And the famous people I have didn't enough, know they knew each other. enough time on their hands and, and are, are enjoying life so much. None How of, can we parody yeah, this? I'll tell you another thing. What can we do where we each do something and put it out? We have a weekend or we a do lot have of time a week. To we have time to. We can uh, all say a line of Bob's long question. Oh, put it out. <laughs> how about my pig? That'd be okay. good too. Let's each say a line of a little. Okay. I love it. We'll workshop this. It's uh, in fact, I think Bob is he going to be in studio next? We have in the hard line in studio. He will. Have you booked them? I have. Okay, that's on the ticket.
Bad radio steals a bit, but hey, radio capitalism, they have some slow down audio. I like it, Mino. I have food in my mouth because... So Donovan bought cookies today from a good P1. We brought you some cookies. She's Tony Rivard. What's her place? It's called Baked. I believe the website is Creme de la Cookie. Baked. So is it okay to eat three cookies? Before, all bets are off. Before going to... Look, I thought we, we got the COVID-19... The McDowell Rec Center in my garage. There you go. Get the pump. I thought yeah. we got the COVID-19 approved. What do you mean? <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. Uh-oh. Look, cookie. Well, everyone is allowed a 19-pound... Oh, that's right. It's here. like a uh, freshman 15, but right. you're going to be it's a COVID-19 and trying to keep everybody in business. <laughs> you're allowed to gain up to 19 COVID, pounds. You get the COVID-19. Uh, the Macho Self Storage Jump Jet Jub Jam is coming to Southside Ballroom April 16th. For more info, tickets, and a full lineup, go to theticket.com. All proceeds go to the senior source from Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310 The Ticket. So, yeah, we're trying to... Uh, buy lunch here every day just from a different local place. So we're trying to keep the economy going and helping good P1s uh, as well. Hit up a little taco joint today. Good for you. Good stuff. I In did- studio is Bob and Corby. Hey, down. Hello. To join us. Look, here's the deal. Oh, are we doing for, look, here's the deal? We're not doing look, here's the deal. We're oh. we're We're stealing a bit, pretty much. It's your bit. Oh. I know it's one of your favorite bits, but we have a guy who works for you as well, and um, we just thought this would work all together. So we could air this at 4.10 or something someday sure. if you wanted, but whatever. Um, we know you guys are uh, just chock full, so uh, we're dying for content. So we pretty <laughs> much stole this bit, which is slowed down audio. Oh. I know you love slowed down audio. Oh, the I do. irony. I do, yeah. And... um. The other night, we were doing that test broadcast from home, and you weren't there, but Danny was on there, and Blake, and Jake, and Bob, and me, and do I got the whole line up there? Donovan? Twiggy. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't know it, but we we got some Twiggy. Did you guys get- Hang your ass over on top of a toilet. Did you hear that part, Corby? That one? When we were talking about Wednesday night, were you aware of Twiggy's appearance? No. Dude. See- I wonder too if uh, what kind of problems that's going to cause. Oh, it's Twiggy me, yelling it's in the background. I've got child. Yeah, that gets loud. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant just being at home with Twiggy. Well, she doesn't yell at the TV between ten and noon. Here, here's how that sounded the other night. Like the second he came on. Oh. Yeah. Right <laughs> out. I have to remember. I'm still on the air, and at home, I was about to curse you out. Let's hear Twiggy (laughs) Baby I'm on the radio You might want to chill he, she wasn't yelling at him. No. What was going on? She was in the Two other room yelling away. at the TV. At the TV? <laughs> yeah. And if you listen real close, you can hear her say, what are you doing? What show was that? Did we ever find yeah, out? At home, I was about to curse you out. <laughs> right there. What are you doing? 
<laughs> she can't believe the, and it's like, the plot uh, twist. Well, I was going to say, like, we all do that. Like, if, uh, you know, Kristaps takes a 50-foot three-pointer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess we, do, I guess no we do it to sports. But still, so no if she wants to do it to... Well, she was watching the What's Going Down episode of... Uh, the, that's my mom. That's my mom. Jeez. <laughs> Joe the policeman was... Uh, was a one-off character on that particular show. <laughs> the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. So during that same night, Bob said something that we thought he sounded kind of like a pothead when he said it. Uh, you know, potheads can sniff out other potheads, oh, but yeah. uh, Bob claims he doesn't uh, mm-hmm. partake, but I don't know, bro. After after the other night, we're really questioning that. So Mino thought it would sound even better if he sounded like a pothead and slowed it all down, and we thought, you know, who loves this kind of stuff is Corby. Me. So let's bring in Corby and uh, the offending uh, the offending pothead as well. This is from the other night. Uh, Mino slowed it down. We could stop it, start it if you want, or just kind of sit back and listen to uh, uh, slowed down audio. Now we all agree that coronavirus is bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a start. That almost feels like it's <laughs> the slow down was slowed down. Now we all agree that coronavirus is bad, right? Oh jeez. Yes. <laughs> Don't you guys kind of think, oh dear, that the coronavirus model, like that picture of coronavirus, (laughs) is like the coolest thing you've ever seen? This is the not. This is the Nazis' uniforms were great (laughs) for 2020. In my life, listen, if that was just a piece of artwork, I would hang it on my wall. (laughs) Great for what? What are you talking about? Like. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> the, like the one on all the news stories with like yeah. little red triangles <laughs> and then the little orange dots and the, the big gray ball. I just feel like the designers of the coronavirus logo logo did a wonderful job (laughs) like koosh the koosh company is already on this oh god it's pleasing to the eye like you think it's gonna be on a pair of sneakers or something a t-shirt yeah, you yeah, wear no. coronavirus T-shirts. You can deliver the T-shirts to ICUs. All of- <laughs> no, no, don't, don't try to twist this. I'm simply saying, standalone of the virus, the symbol is. Bob's in a hazmat uniform going, yeah. hey, 
everybody with the team shirt gun. I don't know. <laughs> hey, pause that. But if the how is it that TC sounds normal speed there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but if the coronavirus wins, they send all those T-shirts to Somali. <laughs> wow. I am just saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got oh, okay. It. Well, then that makes it better. You're just saying. You know, he's he's not wrong. It, it's a great design. So, Jake, join me. Anyone else want to agree on this? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet the picture I'm talking about. God, right I'm gonna. Please don't. <laughs> Head injury, Coronavirus model. Do you have uh, it in yeah. your... Well, I just want to say... In you your spank bang. Make sure we're all on the same page. <laughs> there it is. I just posted it so now I can get out there and everyone will... Damn, that is a beauty. <laughs> yeah. Nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> Looks so friendly. Hold on. So, is that like a s super zoomed in actual photo? Or just CD art? Tag me, I gotta look at it. I assume. Uh, unblock me. Uh, I assume <laughs> that's not that a it, beauty. It must be what it actually looks like, maybe under a microscope. <laughs> what, what is this? What is the origin? <laughs> what is this? Or whatever this is. <laughs> now, if we China. I think history will look back cool. at this and say, you know, the guy's right. <laughs> and I to... cannot disagree with you. <laughs> It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it Jeez. in all of those? That was good, whenever, those are, whenever those are played, there's always one guy that sounds more baked than the other for whatever reason. Bob sounds really baked. I know. I don't He's know. He's got why. a great baked voice. Yeah. He sounds on the verge of sleep. You're wasting your. I have great potential in the yeah, you're bass yeah. sector. You're wasting yourself of not getting baked all these years. It's that, but he also has a curious mind, so he's asking a lot of questions. Like, whoa, what is this? Like, he's, right. like if Michael is Jordan grew up in, in the... Is yeah. it a cell? Is it... 1800s or something, you would never know, you know? And right. You, just, you never knew that Bob was such a great stoner until Mino came along. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, dude. Now for some funny audio with Mike Soroy on Twitch. All right, this is the Bad Radio Program. We're in Friday edition... Jake took the ball and uh, bought lunch for everybody this morning. We're, uh, this is a good P1-owned business, is it not? It is. Good the great food. taco joint. Ah, yes. Corey. The legendary taco joint. I wanted to uh, pay it forward like Julie did yesterday. 
Except avoid the end part of Pay It Forward, the movie where Haley Joel Osment gets stabbed for doing all the good deeds he did. Dude. <laughs> Spoiler! But other, other than that part, hmm. that we're going to pay it afternoon, forward. This afternoon I was watching it. Boy, Haley Joel Osment. Rough go, dude. Really had a lot of rough. <laughs> I mean, at best, uh, he's been dead that. the whole movie and you don't know. Like, that's that's his best case scenario. <laughs> right. Is he, you thought he was alive. AIDS of the blade. All right. So in studio is Seacow from Seacow Center. You may know him. Yeah. Seacow Center. The host. You may know Mike Saroy. And I did not hear this segment, but uh, Blake came in the other day, who's our new producer, and he said, you had some gold. He said it was good? When you filled in on the hard line, and he said, that'd be a cool thing to replay on Friday. And we said, uh, who are you again? He's like, I'm your, I was yeah. hired the other day, Monday. And Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, so then we, we agreed, yeah, okay, well, let, let's, let's play it then. Um, I want to know this. I was going to ask you off the air, but I might just go ahead and ask you here. I'm an oh, open that's, book. Been, that's been going well. Yeah. The all caps. Okay. What if... <laughs> Forget it. What if... I want noon to three. I think about noon to three all the time. Yeah. I want uh, more people to listen. I want us to get good ratings. I want us to uh, have a long and storied career together. Can I implore you with dollars to wear a, like a bad radio shirt or something? Just some kind of thing on your oh. stream? Can I, can I sponsor your body? Okay. Would you well, I will warn you that I, my outfit tends to change Pretty rapidly yeah, on that I'm stream. I'm paying you to, to wear keep this the thing just on. Just for one night or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think we could probably, I, it would really work for you, I'm sure. This Like, I knew the NBA was against, at first, selling ads on their jerseys. Right. And I know how you are pretty traditional. <laughs> I am. And you don't want to be seen as a sellout. He's pure. Yeah, he's an RT. Uh, we can talk off air, but yes, I think I'd be willing to I'll chip in and match Dan you. if the hat's on the whole time the shirt's on. Okay. What if I paid you just to go shirtless? And paint bad and paint radio 13. on your chest. Would that be an extra charge? Well, that would most definitely be an extra charge, but something I would certainly be willing to consider a gain. Okay, so who's presenting this audio? Because I did not see it. I can do it. it just because I did it during Sea Cow Center the other day. No, no, no. Sea Cow Center. There you Center. go. Oh, short version. Um, anyway, it is sort of having to do with my Twitch thing, right? I think people are probably sick of hearing me talk about this. Cause I feel like we do it every day, but gosh, there's not a whole lot going on. So I do have a Twitch stream. I play video games. We uh, have some cocktails. We play trivia parties with people. We just chat. We listen to music, whatever. If you want to hang out, I do it most nights during this time. We have nothing going on. Blah, blah, blah. Let's say there's a 100 P1s in my uh, chat, right, hanging out with me. At the end of it, when I'm ready for bed, it gives me this opportunity to raid somebody else's Twitch stream. There are tens of thousands of people streaming on Twitch all over the world. I can take whoever's in my chat, whoever my viewers are, and shoot them onto somebody else's Twitch stream. That person, if they have 10 people watching them, suddenly get a big noise in their ear, and there's now 110 people watching. And they go, oh my god, it makes their night, it's fun, it's exciting for them. Our debate the weirdness of Twitch and how this is all and working. And you do this to P1s? Well, no. Like when Cray Trey's do on, know? I do. I try to do it to Cray Can Trey. they deny it? Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, why would you want to? Well, I don't know. I hey, mean, here's a thousand know. more listeners. Right. The only goal uh, is to... Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, well, have you ever heard of like the P1 hornet's nest on Twitter? Like making okay. people cancel their accounts and oh, stuff okay. like that? I mean, After we, 10 we minutes, they may want to cancel here. it. But every time before we do it, I look in the camera, I say, yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, give it to someone you don't like. 
and and tell yeah. people before right. that, hey, go check Well, I have not one. earned a Twitch rival yet or a Twitch enemy, so I don't have anyone I don't like. And I tell everyone, remember to be How fun, many people are nice. watching at a time, generally? Last night, there was maybe 150. Okay. Thousand. So this was the other night. I think I had 35, 40 people on the raid because it was toward the end of the night. And we just pick anyone. Could be a guy, could be a girl. I literally just scroll down. I look for anyone who's got like 20 or less followers, somebody that this will be impactful impactful to let's make their night we raid them so i found this girl she ended up being oh, happened to be a girl it did happen to be a girl no way! <laughs> and then as you would guess the p1s inundate her chat with insane ticket jargon right. which she's confused and reading okay. the entire time that's all the setup you need here you go okay there you go i sent the email Hey, Sarah, thank you very much. I appreciate the raid. 35 viewers. What up, big boy raid? How are you? What you doing? It's crazy. But thank you so much for the raid. Hi, how are you? Uh, Persian Texan. Hi. Hello, how are you? A Bodstrom fan account. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Hi. Um, we're in DFW people mostly. Oh, really? I grew up in DFW. Born and raised in DFW. I lived in White Settlement for a little bit, and then, but most recently, like, I moved from Keller. Could have called that. Ever heard of the ticket? Yes. Is this a sports radio station? Oh, I've heard of the ticket. 96.7. <laughs> what about eggs? <laughs> Thanks for the love. What about eggs? Thank you so much for the 10 bits. Oh, you guys are so nice. Thank you. You always loved the baby arm? Thanks for the love. <laughs> what? Like the robot arm? Do I like painting? Does she have a drop? Like Mozart? Hold on. Mozart is a composer. <laughs> What? Do you know anything about metal bats? Like, <laughs> thanks for the love. Baseball bats? Uh, do I have plenty of good fights left? <laughs> yes. What? Do you think things are going on out more and more than we think it is? Going on out there? Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Like with the virus and stuff? <laughs> I haven't met Tom Hamilton from Aerosmith. You guys are trying to confuse me. <laughs> jar? I don't even know what that means. Whoa! Do I like Can you back that up or no? Do you like only... Sorry. I was yeah, laughing they, they, over that. They come the, pretty quick. Do you jar? I haven't met Tom Hamilton from Aerosmith. You guys are trying to confuse me. Do you jar? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> do I like restaurants? Do you like only the best food? Um, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I like good food. Who likes bad food? What are you talking about? Um, thank you very much. Bob's Trump fan account. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> You give me some wings. Um, <laughs> you're on team having fun. Yeah. What the hell was Vampire Weekend? Called Court Boat? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. Can I tell you something about a pig? Maybe. My pig found its, found itself smart enough to hop over the barrier from his pen to the next pen and to eat all the pig's food and then got to the next one. And ate all that pig's food and the next one and ate all that pig's food and made it way back in time. Um, for when it was my turn, my time to feed him, and he had already eaten three meals. He would just be sitting there waiting for me, and so I would feed him, and he would eat that. That's, that's why he gained so much weight. <laughs> that just sounds sad. <laughs> wow, you never really think about the ticket. Until and you how hear much it. stuff is going on until, yeah, you hear it in one minute or two minutes. Yeah. From, from like an outsider. Just being inundated. So that was three nights ago. I don't have any more audio That's for you. That's awesome. But we've done this the last three nights. 
and last night there was two Same girls. Same thing when you give it to someone else? But it's the million. Yeah, exactly. We raid somebody. And they, the they same thing happens better, worse. Some girls are cussing all the time. It's different drops. They all read them all. We could almost do this every day. <laughs> and it's really dang funny. Man, that's great. So intrigued. Blake was right. That See? was really good stuff. That was good that. stuff. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. This is real good stuff. You know, you were the star yeah. of the first ever This Is Good Stuff. Really? Oh, is that the fight with me and uh, Justin or something? Yeah, the first ever <laughs> This Is Good Stuff, we came up with that yeah. because yeah. I had heard it like two years after it happened right. and thought, well, why can't we play this? So what? It's it's good stuff. We should just play good stuff. Hell and, yeah. Uh, we it, think you should know that. Same thing there. And every time that airs, someone thinks it's happening live and they tweet what a jerk yeah, a I am. Team. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Dude, I really lost a lot of respect for you, man. changed a lot in the last five years. No, and I haven't. Same. <laughs> Same. I stand by my, what hours do you work? You're just monetizing so now, now. He was now being you are, Boy, I need, I think Justin needs to answer those questions again now with the uh, coronavirus. Yeah, true. Maybe he was What's your job? <laughs> I mean. Self-quarantining. I'm kind of wondering about uh, the early morning there, Mino, as far as, you know, times are concerned. And, might fire out. Yeah. So I don't have that one. Oh, oh good man. man! Fun though. Good three quarter effort. A lot of fun. Yeah, I'll let's like do this guys. every day. Mike let's Saroy. hop on Twitch tomorrow night, Saroy. You want to? I'm in. All right, let's do get it. Browned up. You guys want a line or anything? Call. No, for the six millionth time. Hey, oh, Mike Saroy here. You may know we're from Sea Cow Center, and I never ever listen to Super Bad Radio on Sports Radio ninety six seven and thirteen ten. The ticket. All right, it is break time. Twelve forty-five. The time. Tons of good football hey, no. talk available left. No. <laughs> By the way, Twitch.tv/slash vids If you want to follow me, just saying. Next, Julie wins an e-break, and they replay that next. See, I like it all. I like that they're. I like. Then, then makes me appreciate pan and hand toss more. And I like a thin with a load of toppings. I'll find a promo code, and I will eat an entire large pizza. I uh. Every time. I, I was on the fence about thin until I worked at Domino's, and then always the staff pizza was thin. I never liked it a lot before, but I could eat as much hand-tossed Domino's as they're willing to make. Yeah, it's good. Never I get tired. To, of I might have to do this on the way back to the station tonight. Always big on yeah, the, that's where the we, bread twist. That's where we diverge. Sticks. That's where oh, we diverge. Buddy. I think I could eat three large Pizza Hut pizzas in one city. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I could. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? fortune is complete. <laughs> That's, That's a Blake production. That's very good. He might not wow. might not know where to park his car, but he just nailed no, that he's, one. It'd take him a half hour to get out of there. All right, coming up on oh, 2 o'clock. Oh, I thought you meant parking front, front in. But, no, yeah. He's with me on that one. I forgot I had a... Don't if you were back in, in you would have got out quick enough to not have to pay. <laughs> it's Dan. It's Jake. Coming up here in 15 minutes, it's today. I don't know. T. <laughs> N. I. Twitter. T. And then at 2.30. That's we'll a real telegraph little, there, isn't it? A little quarantine audio. I just wanted to say it. I'm not Julie, so I can't just flat out no. not put the spaces in there. <laughs> that one hasn't been replayed, has it? <laughs> No, if Julie thinks she gets picked on, we don't replay half of her stuff. It's funny mm. you say that. So it could be worse? It's funny you say that, Dan. <laughs> Go on. 
Because Julie will be the star of this segment. Oh, good. We had a couple e-break candidates this morning that we wanted to relive, including one of them that was the winner. And I don't see the two that uh, you said you were putting in here, Mino, so you may just have to play them from there. I don't know if Mino can hear me right now or either. Or They're not. in there. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start with something that is uh, <laughs> it's similar to what you might have heard on the e-break this morning, but it is not that. This is actually a couple weeks ago, and it was not nominated. This is whenever we were talking to Tyler Sagan, and we had Julie's question of the week. Hmm. Now, I haven't heard this. This was sent to me, but someone said that this is a Sturm-like length to this question. We report, you decide. Is that what's happening here? Hey, it's, it's your game. We're here to cheer him up. Okay, well, so this is what we can do. We can talk. Don't hammer him. I'm not going to. We can talk about, we'll have like one question about last night and that kind oh, of yeah. thing, and then we can move on from that. How does everybody feel about that? We can talk about animal noises or whatever afterwards. <laughs> so I'm down for whatever. Okay, cool. Um, so, Tyler, one thing I've just noticed about you over the years is that it seems like you and this team this season like really does a good job of taking everything in stride and not getting too up or not getting too down about things. Obviously, we know peaks and valleys in the NHL season, all of that. But obviously, at this point, four straight losses and fans around here are starting to think, uh-oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with our team? And everybody's been trying to get really amped up about the playoffs. So what would you say to calm everybody's nerves right now at this stretch? Because there's obviously a lot of hockey left. Yeah, I'd say it was more one game than a losing streak. That's uh, hmm. Look, it might be exceptional for a Julie question of the week. I only had it at 33 seconds. And I, think- I listened to the e-break this morning. And Bob had like this epic. So maybe if you had played this for me last week, I would have been like, "Oh my gosh, what a long question by it's, Julie!" But I'm fresh off of this morning. It's the Bob Sturm starter kit. It is, yeah. Well, and, and she also used the nice word obviously up. three times. Three I can't times. believe I once did that. Once per ten seconds. Yeah, you had That's the actually once per eleven. If you want to be, you had the obviously multiplier in there. The setup, I think, might have made it feel longer. But the right, question she did itself, a setup, so maybe right. I need to toss an extra fifteen on there. And <laughs> a little personal foul. You're pushing a minute, but thirty-four but, is not bad if that's just the. But question. again, this it's morning, a long Bob, guy myself, they pulled an e-break from this morning. Uh, from uh, I guess yesterday, you guys had Dave Raymond on, Mino, and oh, they did. They did was, have Dave Raymond on. That was exceptional. <laughs> Dave Raymond with us. So no, you're not playing it again, here, are you? But. I do have a baseball man on our phones, and and so I thought we could at least broach this one topic because if anybody, first of all, gets a little bit uh, uh, sensitive about the symmetry of our record books and our statistics, it is it is baseball people, right? I mean, more than yeah, any, yeah, yeah. Uh, a truncated season or a canceled season is a is a very upsetting notion for baseball people because it it sort of messes with our our sense of history. That got me thinking about. World War Two, right there is where Julie's question would have ended one one time. <laughs> okay, so that's thirty three already. That's one time. Now we don't really know what the question. We have no idea. And Julie's question is over. There yeah, so he's still setting up his question. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that bad. I think we're setting up the setup. <laughs> we're getting to World War Two. We're, we're, we're going to get to Vietnam. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, a, now, it's like when when, Ma- when Mike Reiner could only get to the cotton gin history <laughs> class before the semester was over. Like the bell rang. Time's oh, up. Bell, sorry. Yeah, got to keep going. Julie's question is over once. And even the Kennesaw Mountain Landis Franklin Roosevelt uh, letter, the famous conversation about. 
should we be playing and uh, during a a national uh, you know catastrophe or uh, that that's not the right word but a a a, a, a certainly a world war is uh, right up there with just about anything that could derail the importance of sports in our life and yet at the time there was a feeling like uh, the country needs an escape and that sort of thing and I know it's not like for like in any way shape or form. Julie's question is over again. Oh, okay. You've already fit two you Julie questions in there? two of my we questions We have two Julies. Right. We have two Julies, so certainly it's done, right? I have more obviously, though, <laughs> at this point. You do. You're, you're, you're lacking in that in the obviously. games in hand, but yes, your question is over twice. Because it's a virus, but I did get thinking about that, and I, I, I don't even know what my general point or question is on that, except has that crossed your mind at all that baseball played through a world war? For better or for worse, and and there might be something to that in terms of even what we do here every day, in terms of just getting everyone's mind somewhere else during a serious matter. I guess I don't know. He almost hit three Julies. Okay, it's it's about. Well, seven, you've just diminished Julie's long it's question. About bit. Seven second shot. Well, I just wanted to hold them both up next to each other. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what weighs more? Of- well, Julie's a good double A player, but <laughs> right. uh, you know Mike right. Trout is like the best of all time. So yeah. And his audio ends with an "I don't know." <laughs> After all that, like, we've all been there. You never I asked a question. We've all been there. Uh, now, whenever we had Tyler Sagan on, um, and Julie asked a question, she was positively listening. Because she was on with us asking the question. And we were talking about Chase Daniels with the best NFL career of all time, signing for what will, if he plays the three years, he'll have made $50 million while playing in five, six NFL games ever. Uh, Well, we threw it over to Julie because Julie went to Mizzou just like Chase Daniel. Is that what's happening here? Hey. Oh, my wrong one. Oh, man. Those were fun times in the Big 12 when Mizzou was good. Kansas was good. You big fan there, Julie? I am. Aren't you? A, aren't you Missouri? Yeah, I was at a lot of those games when they were good. Really fun. Once upon a time, you weren't going there when he went there, were you? Who were you talking about? <laughs> I was listening to Olaf um, tell me that it's okay to cry about this coronavirus situation. But who were you talking about? Way to go, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Olaf? Yeah. Josh Gad, the actor that plays Olaf on Frozen, he made this video and it just captivated me. I'm sorry. He's sitting here on Twitter crying, telling everybody that it's okay to cry and it's the same voice as Olaf. Who were you talking about, though? So you initially tried to join the conversation just saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But big, then you pinpointed somebody specific and big fan. I couldn't do Mid-cry. it anymore. cry. <laughs> Dude. We Is she are, crying? We are losing it. It's hard to just talk She's crying. sports right You're crying now. right I'm now? I'm sorry. No, I'm not crying. It's okay to I was, cry. If you guys hadn't interrupted me, I might have cried. So thank you. you. You saved me just in time. First thing I want to say is I am such a rookie and Dan is such a G because I pulled a Bush League move at the start of this, which might have derailed the whole season. I am. Aren't you, uh, aren't you Missouri? Yeah, I was at a lot of those games when they were good. Really? Fun. Once upon a time. You weren't going there when he went there. Were See, you? I was about to tell you about how Mizzou and Kansas used to have big battles. 
and we would have just got right back to how fun Todd Reese. You were Reese trying to help me out a Chase little Daniels. bit. You could probably see. Sniffed. Okay, she wasn't was, really paying attention. Her I head sniffed was something down. there. Yeah, like the, the bloodhound was. <laughs> I wasn't sure because <laughs> she gave a pretty generic answer to our question. Like, it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it me? took me like twelve seconds too to reply to you. I but I give right her great it. props. So Julie at first said, "I can play this off. They'll never know." Mm-hmm. Look, I've done it to my wife. She's probably done it to me. Um, but the I'll say something real generic in response to some real specific thing you were saying to me, uh, hoping she'll just keep going on and I will not have to, you know, get a follow up question. But I, I felt that she was not paying attention to me. I've I've seen my wife playing a uh, bubble pop or whatever on her phone, and uh, so I decided to toss the follow up. And uh, to her great credit, she bailed right away and said, "Look." And didn't say I'm uh, working on a story. She said, I'm watching an Olaf video and it's making me cry. Like, she totally I mean, was as truthful as you could ever be. There's really no other way to explain what was happening besides explaining You could have said, I'm writing up the next ticker. Sorry, I'm, you know, some... Well, I was in, in like, a really strange emotional place <laughs> I could tell. when you guys blasted me with a Chase Daniel question. Because another level to this is, you know, Dan and I's, you know, girl dads. We're, not, in, girl we're not really in the time frame. I don't know who Olaf is. I can't I believe neither of you, okay, both ma- of you say, who's Olaf? Oh, really? I, I, mean, I knew yeah, who he was. My kid's not old enough to be into Frozen at this yeah. age. So I'm very say, familiar with Olaf. It's the snowman. When she said, I'm watching <laughs> yes. an Olaf video, she is hockey Julie. So I'm like, oh, is it Kolzig? Swedish put What does this have to do with anything? And then she's watching a highlight reel. She says, Olaf is crying. And I'm like, right. Not Olaf. Some goalie is crying this doesn't make any sense to me at all and then mino looks over and says uh, like calls her out for all being on the verge of tears right it's the most multi-layered not listening i think we've ever had there was a lot there and a nice victory this morning that's right on the e-break got the dub i sure did finally the replay of the 15 for 15 the alabama leprechaun the bid versus bit thing is not over, but we just don't have time to get into it right now. We'll we'll carry that over. We'll, we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that. Uh, mention here the Tickets Online merch store is full of new inventory to restock your swag supply for spring. That's what the copy says. Go to theticket.com now and get you uh, some classic ticket t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hats, plus all the ticket stock gear that you missed out on the first time at theticket.com. Okay, so it is St. Patrick's Day. Might not feel like that when you woke up, but it is. Sorry I didn't wear green, Blake. Blake is shaming us for not wearing green. Anyway. Isn't that, isn't that the bid or bit? or? Many years ago, uh, we, we became fascinated with an online uh, sensation that was the Alabama leprechaun. Uh, well, then we actually got to meet the real Alabama Leprechaun. And this is a production that Jake put together a long time ago. It's our 15 for 15. After uh, 15 years, we had 15 great moments that we celebrated. And uh, this is on the Alabama Leprechaun. What if I told you that sometimes our greatest discoveries come from those among us that operate from a place of near oblivion, despite the nagging of those around them? What if I told you that one man's well-established vacation power moves would combine with another man's seemingly failed career move to produce something more important 
than either of them could ever have dreamed of. This is 15 for 15. Dan and TC track the Crichton Leprechaun. St. Patrick's Day 2006. The story that would eventually become urban legend and bad radio lore was spawned by a news report that aired on the Mobile, Alabama NBC affiliate WPMI. And I think the anchors are all having fun here, but I'm pretty sure the people they're interviewing, Dan, which appear to be, uh, well, they appear to be quite serious about their leprechaun. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looks like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Instantly, the local news connoisseurs that resided at noon to three on the ticket were hooked. From segments breaking down the report to auto-tuned songs to even having the reporter Brian Johnson on their show. Hey, uh, this is Dan. Uh, This is Bob with me. We're live on the air in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Brian. How's it doing? I'm great. We are uh, fascinated by the story of the (laughs) mobile leprechaun. This is Brian Johnson. So you're on this leprechaun story, huh? I am. I am. And you know what? Actually, I never expected this to blow up the way it has. I mean, for me, it was just an average day. That news story seemed weird to me because at some point in the newsroom, somebody said, yeah, we need to do this. We need to green light the story. Uh, A real newsroom tracking down the story where a guy is uh, is telling you he's holding a flute from like 300 years ago and it's clearly a piece of like connector pipe. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars off spells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great great grandfather who was Irish. I just came to help out. Let me make something clear. I did not draw that amateur sketch. Let me say that right now. That was actually drawn by someone out there. Now, I will tell you, I saw what that person sketched on paper. I saw it for myself. You saw the leprechaun. I saw it. Okay, whatever it is, I saw it. Uh, What? We've been on the air just about 10 years now. Yep. The number one best piece of audio we've found. I mean, it's it's a tough competition, but... How much is there? There really is. There's so much information, yet so much love as well. The characters in the report were historically entertaining, to be sure, but the hilarity of the report seemed to obscure a question that was still unanswered, despite the viral nature of the video. What were those people in Crichton seeing? Why did curiosity lead to large crowds? Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. I'll be honest with you. As much as I enjoyed the story, I kind of thought it was completely a bit probably put together by the news team, and I didn't think there was anything to find. You needed someone who believed and uh, that trusted what they saw on YouTube really existed. And uh, it's really hard to find Bigfoot, or in this case a leprechaun, if you don't think it's real. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. And it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. 
Only two men were bold enough to attempt to answer these questions. And it took a twist of fate for them to fully realize their investigative powers. Then the idea that it's like a thousand miles from Dallas is equally crazy. And uh, here, through some unexplained um, convergence of all of these forces together, including that man on a mission with his like mother-in-law's car or whatever it was, and TC, who is uh, battling to stay employed in Pensacola or maybe not employed anymore, just all this coming together to make this happen really makes it something that is worthy of uh, an honor such as this. I got offered a job in Pensacola, Florida, hosting a show and around that same time, it was in March, uh, Dan had been planning his summer vacation, and he had mentioned several times that he either wanted to go to Mount Rushmore or he wanted to go to Destin, Florida, which is right next to Pensacola. And whenever I told him that I was going to be moving there, he immediately seized on that as that, that that's the one I'll choose. And from the second that we started talking about it, the entire goal was to go to Mobile. He has set up a life that almost makes you think this side trip was uh, planned from the very beginning because uh, how many vacations do you have to have with your family where you're not part of the vacation for large swaths of time before uh, they would not even ask any questions about this. This may not be the superhero you want, but it might be the talk show host that you need in this situation. And just to have a side trip where he disappears for a day, I can't tell you what would need to happen for my wife to say, no questions asked, we'll see you in two days on our family vacation? I'm quite positive there is no such thing. But here's Dan, and he pulls it off. You know, our original goal was just to kind of find the corner where it all happened. We never in a million years expected that we would end up meeting and shaking the hand of the actual leprechaun. Excuse me. May I ask you guys something? What's up? Do you know uh, the story of the uh, leprechaun tree? Oh, it's midget show. <laughs> it's, that's a friend of ours. He's a midget. He's on the end, though. He's really, really dark skinned. He has gold teeth. He's about this tall. <laughs> and one year he decided to, on St. Patrick's Day, he decided to put on green and climb in a tree. <laughs> and that's what happened. What a great bit. Cause it took like, from now. You think there's any way I can find him? Um, well, you can <laughs> you can take Hayes Avenue. Yeah, I guess I've always played the ignorance card, and just if you act like nothing's going to happen, then nothing will happen. Like, act like you don't know that this is a problem area, and uh, everything will turn out fine. Because um, ignorance is bliss. Um, but it was a, you know. A rough area, I guess you might say, or an area that is not so lily white and squeaky clean. Is uh, but I'm uh, I'm used to the mean streets. I've uh, I've lived in downtrodden, poverty-stricken Mexico for uh, nearly a half of a year, <laughs> so I thought uh, that prepared me pretty well. You heard of Midget Sean? Midget Sean, yeah, we know Midget Sean. What up? Awful crack. Oh, no, yeah. So well, the first thing he wondered is, do we want some crack? Oh, and it, my gosh. It should be noted that about <laughs> two minutes after we had the conversation with these guys, we were back at the Texaco. One of the guys we were talking to drove into the Texaco, handed something to someone through the window, and drove off. Because 
Well, Somebody told us that he was. Huh? He was the Alabama leprechaun. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. What do you There's, think of this, Daddy? I, man, you've got some balls on you, man. Dude, that's. I'm going to say this. We talked about this in our 20 minutes. It's racist to say, hey, I won't go into this area. Like, what? Are people going to just start shooting me? Come on. Not, not, I am, a, There's only one I am race. a friend to all men. Okay, dude, I'm just saying. The, the human race. The, one, the yeah. one dude in the truck said, yeah, you know what? I was wondering what y'all were taking the pictures about. You're being seen. I'm just saying. Just Yeah. I, I love your courage. I'm a friendly guy. I love your courage, but. We're being seen. Then I'm we trying to, to uh, and unite. Now made new friends. I don't want segregation. Huh? Oh, what y'all trying to? Y'all ain't trying to go down. Y'all gonna play it? We want to talk to him. Oh, what y'all like? What y'all, y'all like? Y'all gotta get on. Well, I work for say a radio station. Did you just say y'all gonna pay us? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pay for what? Well, we're, we're, his first. Thought. We're getting into negotiations here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, y'all trying to really get into it. And we were talking to a lady over by the tree. Y'all give me fifty dollars right now. Fifty dollars, I got y'all. I'll take it to him right now. Before he had no idea. I said twenty. Fifty, twenty, twenty. There were a few times that we were scared, for sure. We there was a couple of streets where we'd been told that he hung out that were dead end streets, and whenever you're going down them for the first time, and there's nowhere to go if things go wrong, there's nowhere to flee, that made my heart pump a little faster. But a lot more instances than that were uh, instances of uh, he and I looking at each other and acknowledging that someone else would probably be a lot more scared than we were right then, that we, we made a lot of decisions that I think that outside counsel would have told us were stupid, like having uh, two strangers get in the car. And so at the end, we uh, meet a guy who claimed to be Midget Sean's cousin, and he says, oh, I'll take you to Midget Sean. It's just around the corner. So we're like, okay, he'll walk. We'll just follow in the car, and then we'll be cool. So uh, me and TC hop in the car. Remember the uh, mother-in-law's car who uh, I was uh, warned by my wife, do not take this car into this neighborhood. And now it's filled with uh, now, various people that you're not really... Now Midget Sean's cousin jumps in the back. Drink with tall boys, drinking brew in the back. <laughs> His wife, <laughs> by open, order, open uh, she didn't seem back. like she wanted to be there, but she was ordered to jump in the back. And as we're driving, I'm thinking, where, I mean... Let's say this is a guy who just, a spider who wants to catch a fly, and he calls the guy with the gimp and says, get him ready. Right. Uh, there, I got two fresh ones here for you. Dude. I mean, I'm thinking, you what know. What a way for it to end. This is where we've gone too far. Yeah. You know, we're we're very brash and brazen. We're, uh, we're, we have a lot of confidence in uh, dealing with uh, uh, a variety of different people. But now I think, wow, this is where it could end. It turns out those fears were not warranted. <laughs> These were a friendly stock of folk. Indeed, we drive and we see the uh, the hospital parking lot, and uh, what do we see? It, it, and it was like there was a, a beam of light from above landing on Midget Sean himself. We didn't really think that they weren't stupid. We just kind of thought that was the kind of stuff that we were going to have to do if we were going to find this leprechaun, and think that we were vindicated in that. And that's sort of Dan and I's personalities in general, uh, but definitely that trip, the spirit of the trip was to, to take some risks and, and make some aggressive moves in order to find this leprechaun. And since that ended up happening, I felt pretty cocky about all those good calls I made. So here it is. Uh, we actually meet... <laughs> Midget Sean, who uh, perpetrated the uh, leprechaun hoax so many years ago. In the yard chilling. So I say, 
You know, let, you know, it was St. Patrick's Day. So I said, well, they got the Bigfoot and a lot less monster, you know what I'm saying? And I said, um, I said, um, well, we can set a leprechaun in the tree. And, you know, so I climbed up to the tree. And, you know, everybody said, there ain't no real leprechaun. Everybody thought it was the movie. But it was a real leprechaun. It was me. Yeah, it's like when somebody, a national writer, will break a cowboy's story about locker room problems. Uh, like the local guys, for whatever reason, kind of get snowed by the culture and they just believe whatever is told to them where somebody from the outside perhaps a skeptical eye uh perhaps somebody more inquisitive has to uh, roll in and uh and show them all how it's done that's what tc and i did it's just all word of mouth that's all word of mouth the leprechaun i planned you know and you didn't plant so no. you actually went in the tree right we're in the tree you know we were just sitting down like this like we were just sitting down i said okay we were just bored, you know, we were drinking beer and stuff. So I said, um, we can say leprechaun. Well, Sean, we're going to get a leprechaun right here. Right here. Have on my black tights and my green and everything. I'm just saying, they just took it, put it on, on the news and everything. Would you say this one thing? What? We always, it's like a liner for our radio show. Would uh-huh. you say uh-huh. your name uh-huh. and then say, I'm the Alabama leprechaun? Uh, yeah, okay. And I never listened to Bob and Dan on the okay. ticket. Okay. My name is Sean. I'm the Leprechaun. The Leprechaun of Alabama. I don't never listen to Dave Bob. and Bob. The real Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> Go on <laughs> YouTube. All right. All right. Thank I, you, man. Okay. Great to meet you. So we actually solved the, the uh, mystery. Wow. Dude, that of is. the Alabama. That is radio right there, boys Leprechaun. and girls. In fact, the relationship with Midget Sean was so strong, he made an appearance on Bad Radio this year on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, hey, Sean. Yeah. Sean, hey, this is Dan McDowell. I met you this summer. And, uh, I'm... Yeah. Dude. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You remember me. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. The trust to put those guys, uh, to give them a ride in your car, and they're going to take you to go meet the leprechaun. I mean, just all the alarms that should go off. But Dan, in that Dan way of his, he's a type of guy that can plow right through these warning signs that this is not a bad idea. And, uh, you know, these warning signs that are put in our head, it's kind of uh, evolution's way, perhaps, of telling us to be cool and to understand this is not where you want to go. There might be sharks in this water. But Dan... Just uh, oblivious to many of these warning signs uh, showed us that sometimes those warning signs are false. And the leprechaun and his friends, they just want to be our friends. And uh, maybe that's the true lesson here. A true lesson that could only be learned after two brave, extremely white men boldly went where no two extremely white men had been before. Dan and TC's journey through Mobile is a part of Bad Radio's rich history. Join us next month as we celebrate another aspect of that history on 15 for 15. You know how I know the Pulitzer is illegitimate? Because there's not one on your mantle and not one on TC's mantle. Because nobody's doing that. Well, P1s, that's all for the podcast this week. Be safe. Have fun, but be safe. And uh, we'll see you next week. And like that, we're ghosts.
right, you ready? Yeah. Okay, let me call this up. Bad acting. This is July of 99. We cannot execute this phone call. Okay. Calling the Dallas Observer here on the ticket. Oh, we're gonna, not going to have to talk to anybody, are No, we? no, we just got to punch in the number of the, uh, of the mailbox. You have reached the sexy singles recorded personals. If you know the romance number of the person you are trying to reach, you may enter it at any time. Thank you. You have reached Sweet Grego. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why is it always me? Thank you. Hey, girl. Sweet Grego here. I like country music. Uh, Hispanic ball players. I like pushing plug all the payola to the limit. You got big boobs. Let me hear from you. Over and out. To hear this person's vital statistics, Hold on. please press 2. Thank you. Hey, whores. Sweet Grego I'm 38. Wise County. Six foot in high heels, five ten at other times. <laughs> kind of fat, not going to BS you. <laughs> Have had orange hair on occasion. <laughs> Got an underbite, been through four sets of teeth. <laughs> Got a landing strip on my face right now ever since dry dock, but I will shave it off if you want me to. <laughs> I can eat ten Whataburgers at a sitting and can clog up an American stand. Shortly thereafter. <laughs> never been married, thank God. Could have gone out with some real psychos. <laughs> Got a couple jet skis. I can cane pole fish. I can run a trot line. Went to prime on a three wheeler. I know Rusty Greer, and I'm doable if you're not picky. So if you got big boobs, let me hear from you. Sweet Grego out. <laughs> to hear what this person is looking for in a mate, uh, please press 3. Thank you. Hello, ladies. Sweet Grego again. <laughs> I'm looking for a single white female. Here, you don't have to be single as long as your husband doesn't have a temper in an NRA card. <laughs> so, single or married, white female is fine. Actually, you don't have to be white, just be female. I've had white, I've had brown sugar, I've had Kung Pao. No matter. <laughs> got big boobs, just let me hear from you. So, single or married, white, black, yellow, no matter. No Puerto Ricans, though. Just be a female. If I find out you got a wanker, I'm going to beat your ass. Females between the ages of... 28 and 40, please respond to Squeaky Grego. Actually, forget the ages. My motto is 6 to 60, blind, cripple, or crazy. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, I'm waiting. Got big boobs. Let me hear from you. <laughs> For additional information on this person, please press 4. i got to hear this. Thank you. Trey Grego here again. I'm getting bored with this. Listen, I really don't have any additional information other than I'm horny and I'm desperate. I'll even take a guy if he's a bottom. Come on, guys. Grego, over now. Thank you for choosing. The Sexy Singles Dating Service. If you are not interested in dating this person, you may hang up now. If you are interested in dating this person, 
Please purchase a gun and Freddie Prince yourself in a remote area and contemplate exactly how low your life has sunk. Thank you and call again. And there wow. is the selection from the classic audio vault. Didn't that also five ninety nine? Didn't that also draw some criticism and return fire from Norm when he heard that? Did it? I think so. Really? That he was saying, this is a trash Especially station. about the last one. <laughs> just, 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 just a man in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>